Here is a reminder from the American Medical Association. Games, games. Here's some games. Games that want to get out. See? More games. Don't pour sulfuric acid on your genitals. What are your qualifications? Ah, well, I didn't truly are. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and I keep getting funnier every single time this I see This is the Nerd Words Podcast. You guys care to comment? What do you mean, like, fine shit? On utilitymuffinlabs.com. We're just learning about Got witches then. Yeah, there's it. three points in space and time. Okay. So okay. What's that, Bob? So we were just learning about witches then, right? I'm just making witches? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard 1550 in Brandon. I was like, oh. I, I read an article about time travel today, actually. Nice. And how people believe it. People believe in time travel? Yeah, people believe it happened. There's like articles and stuff about people saying that they time traveled. Like Hitler's still alive. Maybe well, because as it turns out... Um, <laughs> he just goes back a year. He just goes back. <laughs> 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 I, I saw it. I heard the time machine. And someone's like coming up. No! I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, there were two separate attempts on Hitler's life by the Nazis themselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, as Mm -hmm. it turns out, it was really, really hard to try to kill him. Yeah. Was it Volkenberg? Yeah. And then uh, like the the Project Valkyrie thing. How how was it hard to kill him? Well, because uh, he was endowed with the occult powers of those. I don't know. It was just hard to kill him because uh, he... He's so paranoid. Yeah, he was, or he had a cracker jack routine, and a lot of people were part of that routine. Yeah, he he was he was a he was a paranoid person to begin with. Yeah, and uh, some people very close to him tried to kill him um, at a meeting, and uh, they left like a bomb in a suitcase inside the the room they were all meeting, and it killed a bunch of people in the room. But he survived. The table like saved his life, and so after that, he got even more paranoid. Table. Yeah, so they, they'd have to go back in time, like, super way back to kill Hitler. Yeah. yeah. But they have to, like, find a spot in between World War One and World War Two, maybe, or pre-World War One, because other than that... Hi- what about baby Hitler? But then you're killing a baby, so, you know, what does that say about you and your morals? What about pregnant Hitler's mom? See, I, I don't think that Downstairs. killing Hitler would have been... A, I don't, I don't pregnant think, Hitler's mom. I don't think that killing <laughs> Hitler would have been... The first trimester, uh, pregnant Hitler's mom. Yeah, so exactly. Not, so it's exactly. not even like a sustainable life. I, I feel yeah, like, exactly. I feel like the, the there's, a, there's a huge, there's like a huge risk in killing Hitler because <laughs> like Hitler was a fire that burned itself out. And yeah, he was a really evil person and did a lot of really evil shit. But the people that kill, tried, that wanted to kill Hitler didn't necessarily want to like just, not yeah. be th- yeah. right. They yeah. didn't. It's not like they didn't want to be Nazis. Right. They just wanted the Nazis to win, <laughs> and Hitler basically ensured that the Nazis failed. He brought them up to a glorious point, and then ensured their failure through his, his megalomaniacal. Yeah, he was. Yep. He was definitely bad with people. He was. Uh, he he was huge on ego, and he was huge on taking really stupid risks and maneuvers with his military that he didn't need to. Like. Had they never attacked Russia, it would have been a really different war. Yeah. But losing a million soldiers, that'll that'll fuck it up. Didn't Russia lose like four times as many, though? Yeah, but then they came back and butt-planted the fucking Nazis back into fucking Berlin, so. 
don't know what the hell the point is. Like, if you beat Russia in a war, you're like king of the iceberg now. Like, he hated the he hated the fuck you penguins. Hated everything they stood for. <laughs> the the Russians, like the Soviets, were actually his end goal. Like his main goal was to wipe the Russians off of the map, just because he hated everything they stood for and everything about them. And then Riggs and Murtaugh got involved, and that was that. I don't know about these Nazis, Riggs. <laughs> Put in your mouth. Anyways, thank you guys for coming and joining us on our podcast after that 15-minute uh, ramble about the Nazis. <laughs> Wait, we're we recording? No, it's been recording for like 30 Okay, for, for the record then, I know that there aren't penguins in <laughs> Russia. <laughs> that was for humor's sake. You haven't been to Putin's ranch. <laughs> also, That's I where the think Russians the are. Jewish people are just and the penguins. <laughs> well, that's good. They're just fine. I want to redo. You want to redo? That's redo. that never works that way. So it's funny that we're talking about the Nazis. Do you remember um, what I made up and tried to convince you was a Doctor Who villain, mm-hmm. the uh, Swastopus, mm-hmm. and the and the uh, the Nazis. Mm. You I told Bob Googled it? Had. Yes, I Googled it. I was like, Bob, we've been had. Swastopus isn't real. That is correct. <laughs> well, he's, he's totally real now. I remember it now. But he is not real in the context of Doctor Who. Um, at some point when I sobered up, someone was like, oh, yeah, that was a lie that he told to Chance's kid, Colin. <laughs> and then just kept bringing it up. Like lacing it into the dialogue until you were like, "What the hell is this?" Swastopus? Yeah, I just, I just kept, I just, like, I found a really humorous idea to me, mm-hmm. and like all really good ideas, I drove it deep into the ground. I mean, that, that's but that's a really good adult yeah. parody concept. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a cartoon, like it's a cartoon character in my head. Mm. It's a very evil cartoon character. So, so the difference uh, with B Wood is that last night when we were playing Overwatch online and we mentioned it. I kept picturing your face, and you were not amused. <laughs> and you were not amused, which is why I said it. I, I said it to me. I don't. It was that I was like, oh, fascinating. Like I was right. like, I was like setting narrative arcs of what like yes. he would be involved in. Yes. Right? Like, like when would he come in? So, right. And so they they Swastopus and the Octonazis they uh-huh. swim in the ocean of time. Uh-huh. He's the of Fuhrer yeah. of the Fourth Reich of Time. <laughs> yeah. And they want to take over the walking world. Yep. Um, and in order to do so, they have to herd all humans, not just mm-hmm. any particular race, all of them, into a concentration camp so that they can strip them of their bones mm-hmm. so that they can walk erect. Because right. they're they don't have bones; they're octopodal creatures, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the, they want to rule the world. Right, and I, and I wasn't I wasn't displeased. I was just like, oh, so yeah, so they're inherently yeah. the enemies of like the machine men. Yeah. So yeah. where did John Con- John Cougar concentration camp come from? <laughs> exactly. I just want to add that. Uh, I just thought uh, that... Well, the Nazis were really into music. That yeah. was like part of their shit. It was like, no matter what's happening, we're going to orchestrate the shit out of this. I don't actually know how that came into my mind, but I was like, what would be funnier than an American... <laughs> In a Nazi uniform with a mullet, like an Americana singer, right? Too. Like, right. Yeah. Like he has a he has an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Did you did you show them yet? I don't think you did. I didn't show them the picture. Is of, it is this Swastopus not done? Swastopus. It's it's a. Uh, is there there should be like a, a a thing that you write in? I think I call them notebooks. Uh, no, <laughs> it's a spiral notebook. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's a spiral notebook. It's just a, it's a drawing pad. I don't know why my brain was like. Meh. Thanks, Liz. Muchas gracias. This is uh, this is my first rough drawing of the swastopus. 
Mm. Uh, for those of you who are listening and can't see what this looks like, it's basically an octopus head, but you know he's got a Hitler mustache, mm-hmm. and then his eight uh, octopus tendrils sort of make a rough swastika. And uh, he also has a Nazi uniform on, because mm-hmm. you know we should. He's Adolf Swastopus. <laughs> we do the description the for this podcast. We Reich. should totally try to get that photographed. Yeah, I took a picture to of it. And yeah, um, you should submit this to like uh, like hate newspapers, like neo Nazi stuff, and be like, like try to make it like 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 really serious. Like this, is, like I really want to have a message. I feel like your publication could help me, uh, help you, <laughs> and make it really subversive. So, like, so like I, I have a, I have like a, a an image in my head of the Octa Nazis, and they're kind of like the Squidbillies. Oh, but but yeah. more more streamlined to look you know German. Um, <laughs> what, is, what does a what? German squid look like? Nate? I'm really well, well, he's very smooth. And oh. He's very s- streamlined, and he's got like a black uh, like stormtrooper outfit on. You know, okay. like they're yeah. very not clean like and Star Wars stuff. Right, right. And uh, they don't they don't goose step because they're not geese. Mm-hmm. What they do is they squish down and then squish geese. up. Okay, they squish down and squish up mm-hmm. in uniform. Yeah, and uh, they they don't hail because. They're squishy. They just sort of flap. Oh no! I thought you said instead of uh, Heil Hitler, it was Bay. No, yeah, it's Bay. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say Heil Hitler. They say Bay. Because bay. because bay. I, I feel like that was invented bay. by very terrible people. <laughs> hey, bay, bay. Bay, bay, bay. They go Bay, Bay. It's, it's, a- <laughs> it's not something that should leave the internet. It, it doesn't no. even sound. It sounds terrible coming out of my mouth See, it sounds terrible i'm telling you i feel this is one of those weird <laughs> things that we're gonna catch in a comedy special it's gonna happen it's some like wacky well, drawn the, i thing. mean this is this is on like this is recorded for posterity so if someone is ridiculous enough to be like i'm gonna steal that idea it's here it's, it's right it's recorded it's one of the few times that's a thing because mm-hmm. you know you always get that mentality you're like man i fucking came up with that somebody yes <clears throat> but you you have no way of proving that you ever came up with good old hp yeah, I, I actually had a situation where i did that i record a thing and then mm-hmm. another poet stole a poem that i performed and i was like i got that shit on youtube son that was super <laughs> weird yeah they sort of, like stole a poem i remember that that, that yeah. poem was awesome yeah i mean it, it is it's fantastic and this guy did slam poetry of it right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah up there and he nailed it and i was like this is amazing until so you were like I wrote that. <laughs> that Wait weird, a minute, man. I wrote that. I was like, oh, yeah. dude, totally. What? Why? Uh, I'm scratchy. Ten seconds. <laughs> I don't want to be scratchy. Imagine you're holding the I'm microphone sorry. like this as you're talking. <laughs> I'm talking normal right now. I'm sorry. Would you like me to adjust it? No, no, you're good for now. I, I, I won't move. No, it's, it's something is like, like the sound is like because you're loud or anything like that. It's because it's like not transmitting properly. Okay. You look like you're a patient who's been anesthetized. <laughs> like you can't move your body. <laughs> Stop that. But yes, I get it. <laughs> How's that? Is it good? Bay, bay, bay. How about that? 
Maybe it's all the Swashtopus talk. It's real, and he's upset. So he's granting scratchy voices now. And it was fine. So I'm going to come across as jacked? We'll figure it out. How about now? Does that fix it? No? It yeah. does? Yeah. yeah, it's because it's probably hanging. I'm hanging it like that. No, does he sound better? And it's a bent wire, but now is it good? Yeah, okay. Huh, whatever. So, yeah, we're good. We First fixed it. Don't know, how, don't know why. Very... This is all very hey, non-exact hey, science. Hey, baby. <laughs> hey, baby. Bae. It's so, not bad. Uh, yeah, swastopus. Anyways. Um, we... <laughs> <laughs> Nate had to give one more call back to swastopus. <laughs> it's, it's been in my mind for weeks. Now, I'm trying to come up with a good guy that fights swastopus. Like, I have the villain for a very terrible story or cartoon or comic book. Right, right. But I need to come up with the hero. And all I could come up with was Angry Box Face. So angry I don't think box I'm, face. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to use him. Mm. But it's just a guy who has a box face and looks angry. That's I think she's Lil Wayne, the face of the people. Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> what a the natural foil to a modern day Hitler of any kind is Lil Wayne. Totally Lil Wayne. <laughs> and what's that got to do with me, man? Swats what? Swats pussy in my prom. <laughs> totally do it. <laughs> I like your idea that you're going to make it really serious and then, what, like market to neo-Nazis? No, I, I, I that's not my should. idea. I think, yeah, I think no. you should do it think like should. the Jehovah's Witnesses. You know, the whole like marketing of our man, dark man, man, make, make, make the heroes Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah. They'll eat it up. Like, you'll like, all of a sudden have like a built-in market. That's and true. They just, they fight the Watchtower. And they have a very low threshold for right. art. And, and the Watchtower is very much like their, their stand-up... They're, they have the sword of God. How they, else? I thought the Watchtower was the polygamous. No, that's just the polygamists. I think. <laughs> how, how else do you watch for great? Into swords, how else do you watch from <laughs> evil coming from the depths of the ocean? You put a Watchtower up, right? Yeah, or, or, or a Watchtower, oh. right? The we, we, and, and we could we could vaguely reference them. They could just be the lighthouse. They're the, the watchers the on the sea salt. And then we'd be like, see, we did this for you. And they could, they could do what the Mormons did and be like, yeah, we love it. Or sue us. Right, yeah. Which or sue us. Them, I don't have anything. <laughs> nah. I, I, you're protected by satire law. I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. We're good. They've been after me for years. I'll just go send in a I'd couple really sessions. I'd really get sued by the Nazis. Or, the, the, or John the, Cougar Mellencamp. Hey, either way, you've made it at that point. <laughs> I was telling somebody when we were at this party that uh, there used to be a band called REO Speed Dealer, and they got sued by REO Speedwagon awesome. and had to change their name. So awesome. now they're just Speed Dealer. But I was like, that is the greatest name for a band ever. That's really solid. REO Speed Dealer. So, anyways, we came here to listen to video games or talk about them, right? That's part of it, man. But yeah. uh, it's the beauty of nerd words. It's uh, never as you If anybody's planned. got any ideas for heroes to fight the Octonazis, shoot us a line. Mm -hmm. That's definitely an indie game. <laughs> and they just sort of ooze along. They're really great in the water, though. Don't go in the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really because oc the, the octopus the is a really super intelligent creature, and I feel they've been waiting for their oh, opportunity to yeah. take over anyway. Yeah, <laughs> amazing problem solvers. Yeah, for sure. Well, then in that case, then their natural hero to fight them would have to be Italian. They're the ones who perfected <laughs> the deep-fried calamari 
with a delicious well, twist I, of lemon. I, I think I think they're like the lost civilization that the hero has to hunt down, like the, the ancient art of making them into calamari. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So there you go. That's, that's where really they train. Like the, the sensei will be an Italian sensei, and then, you know, mixing cultures. <laughs> I like how it's Italian. Yeah. Maestro. But he has to wear he has <laughs> to wear a giant crooked chef's hat. Oh yeah. A giant crooked. Yeah, he has to be a ridiculous. He has to be a ridiculous mustachioed Italian gentleman mm. who speaks like Mario, like, "Oh, it's a me, uh, the Senate. Me, today we make it a calamari." <laughs> I support this. I su- <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna deep fry a Hitler. <laughs> Wouldn't it suck if you got reincarnated as an octopus? If I did, I mean, just. Generally speaking, hey, it's not, it's not so. a bad gig, yeah. No. But you just be like, yeah, but you're a gooey yeah. thing with like a beak. You're like, surprise, <laughs> bitch, I got a beak. And then all of a sudden, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like you could thing. be, you, you weren't specific. What if yeah. I'm the Kraken? Well, that's not a bad gig. That's, that's a big that's, ass octopus. But that's the that's their war machine. We don't we don't introduce the Kraken until episode issue ten. Probably. Yeah, they follow like the Transformers right, arc, right? right. Where all of a sudden there's these ro- ro- massive robots. Right. There's but like I, cities now. But I think, in it. therefore, I want the Kraken to be codenamed Bob. Kraken? Oh. That's it. It's going to be codenamed well, Bob. That's co- it. Codenamed Bob, right? It's got the. There you go. The we're going to name him. We're going to name him Das Boot. Das Boot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the Kraken really wants? <laughs> if everybody's getting bones, he just wants a boot. <laughs> he just wants to eat everything. The Kraken <laughs> Cracker. The cracker you cracking? I don't know. Sir. I'm I'm a uh, brainstorming here. I'm going to turn this into something that's not good at all. But <laughs> I'm going to turn into something. So yeah, uh, welcome to the podcast. Now that we're 20, 25 minutes in of this nonsense, I am Nathan and I'm Bob, and we are joined by Brandon and Derek and Pam. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for coming. And uh, the actual topic of this podcast was supposed to be uh, video games, video games that are coming out that we can look forward to on the holidays. And luckily for me, I have a Bob, and he does research. <laughs> so it's a very important part. Because I have opinions, but I have no knowledge. <laughs> so the fun fact of being the marketing director, as I get to put on a resume, is that uh, uh, marketing is pretty easy when it comes to video games. Of course, we're looking at Q4 uh, for you retail junkies like myself. And others maybe in this room. I know Nate definitely. Um, Q4 would be the holiday season. It's the games to watch, to look for, that everybody's supposed to want. I say supposed to because uh, I'm not one of them. But uh, uh, they're they're good. Some people will be looking for these in their stocking. It'll be like triple A titles and stuff like that. Yeah, and also there's a, there's a trend going on where they release a lot of the Q4 holiday games in November. Because uh, yeah. they're trying to compete with one another. It just They just slam them all together. Right. Yeah. So... Um, bit off topic well not off topic but just in the future when we get to our next podcast and probably our first one in january you're gonna see where they get the really cool quarter that's the experimental i call it. it's when your new video games new genres new types that's because they don't need to sell at that point right, right? exactly it's kind of like the stuff they don't know when to release it they just wait they'll have to hold it right right in, in january yep. yeah. yeah that's also the month that a lot of shit comes out too yeah well, because of for the very same reason right because we're like, eh, we don't know when to put this out. Let's just put it in January. It's kind of a write-off month anyways. But if you remember, uh, Borderlands, I'm almost positive Borderlands came out around then too. And it was like, or got quote-unquote pushed back. There's a lot of games that their original launch date, and you can, I mean, I was reading this and just kind of laughing. Battlefield, Call of Duty, 
they were like, we're not going to compete with those. Right. So exactly. we're just we're just going to push it to next year and wait till then. So a lot of fans get pissed off because it's like, you know, we were waiting for this to come out. It's not out now. Now we got to settle for this. You're this saying that here. Battleborn should have waited till January 2017 to come out? Uh, I think Battleborn should have should have definitely waited until <laughs> until everyone was sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just sick of it. Um, and what we're referring to is Overwatch is what I'm getting at. Uh, Battleborn was what I like to call the uh, the game that never should have. Yeah. For, for every reason. Um, well, I mean, Overwatch is the thing. We're fans, obviously. Me and Brandon, B-Wood. I think you liked it too, right, Nate, when you were tooling around I did. I did enjoy playing it. I do not own it, though, because money. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but over- it's, a, it's a game that I definitely enjoyed playing. Overwatch, where it's a shooter, it's different because you you need members of your team to, to compete and complete the matches. Uh, and it's only competitive mode. There is no single single-player story, which disappointed a lot of people. But at the same time... Quickly overlooked by the gameplay features and style. Have either of you guys uh, seen or played Overwatch at all? No. I've seen some shots from it, but I kind of stopped playing Blizzard games. Why? found out that Diablo 3 features Diablo possessing a 13-year-old girl. Oh, so? Didn't Uh, you ever see The Exorcist? Sure, but, I mean, it felt more like they were trying to target a demographic they didn't have. You know what demographic is that? Uh, I'm sorry to derail, but now I'm curious. Oh no, we're good. <laughs> well, just young girls. I mean, as opposed to the first two Diablo games, which they were dark. Uh-huh. You know, there was like body parts strewn everywhere, and uh, you got like your naked succubus enemies. So and... for you, it was a soft sell. Like they they went like too light. They didn't go dark enough. They didn't maintain the theme. Well, yeah, initially, but I mean, I, I think they did make up a lot of ground in that area, but I don't know. I felt like if they were going to add a plot to it, they could have added a plot that, you know, was was darker than it is. Yeah. Well, the thing about Thematically. that, the thing about that I find interesting is that they did include it to where they threaded it together more like a movie. So they made sense. I mean, she's not just some random 13-year-old girl. Uh, she's the son of the narrator, who in a Diablo series has always been the one to collect all the lore and knew about all these dark demonic creatures running around. And you had a hero before who mm. was the only one that could defeat Diablo. Defeated Diablo gets possessed. That led to the two. And it was defeating the number two and what went on with that. And then here comes the third. And you're wondering where Diablo's going to be in this one. And you don't find out Diablo possesses her until near the end of the game. When that goes on. And oh, you, really? And you, yeah. And you find out why it's important is because her mom is the one that actually cultivated and orchestrated the possession because she's a devout servant of Diablo. And it's sort of pretty crazy. Yeah. She's power hungry. Mm. Uh, The hero that played that she played number two that decided to take on the energy that was supposed to stop Diablo. I'm so impressed. You actually remember anything from Diablo two plot wise, (laughs) rather than just grinding for 99,000 hours to get like a single chest piece. This is a game I know a lot about and he's pretty spot on. Well, number three actually just fishes back to a lot of it because if you read the lore they have in the game, because uh, I, I, I'll agree with you to that point. I was like, why is this girl all of a sudden possessed and doesn't make any sense? Well, on playthrough number 19, um, <laughs> as I was you know, crushing <laughs> Diablo again and found absolutely every inch in the map to find the lore, you start reading, you're like, oh, it would have been really cool had they mentioned it later on or why, the, why it would be relevant to your character. Mm-hmm. And I will agree on one thing. The Diablo franchise was never good. And introducing mm. classes. It was never good at lore, to be perfectly Correct. honest. Correct, yeah, yeah, I agree. But, I mean, that that's part of my gripe, is that if you've got a chance to add to it, to flesh it out, like, you don't have to make it 
appeal to everybody. They will come to the game if it's good, like Deadpool being rated R. You know, they could have turned that movie into a piece of crap. They could have marketed it to 12-year-old kids to get, you know, their parents into the theater, but they didn't. They rated it R, and it became the highest, what, the highest fucking grossing rated R movie in forever. Like, just period. It made so much money. <clears throat> uh, my question, though, is to that point, um, what, like, how did the 13-year-old girl thing, how do you think that was, like, uh like their attempt to reel in a specific group of people. I don't because I don't understand the connection there. I just think that you know, they wanted to get the younger audience. They wanted to get young girls who probably weren't part of the demographic they were targeting before. Um but you don't play as the 13-year-old girl. I know. So, like, you fight against the 13-year-old girl? But, I mean, when I heard that, I was like, Diablo, the most powerful demon, becomes a 13-year-old girl. Like, this is their big bad boss. Honestly, to me, and uh, this is just my opinion, it kind of sounds like your own sexism. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it just isn't scary to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that it's factually not scary. Like, Why why is it factually not scary? Because when I think of scary, I don't... In a a little girl. That's That's like the scariest thing. That's pretty fucking I don't think little girls are scary at all. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't think a 13... Stop, stop, stop. (laughs) I'll I'll answer the sexism with this. I don't think that a 13-year-old boy would be scary either. I don't like that Diablo inhabited a little kid. But here's here's the point of evil, right? We're talking in terms of possession. If I'm a demonic entity and I'm chthonic and ancient, you're not going to be terrified if I'm inside of a guy running around killing people with my bare hands. My victims will be. That's terrifying. It can't do anything about the bare-handed guy possessed by a demon. It's not going to do anything. But And plus, you can convince a whole group of police and, every, and everybody next door that there's a crazy guy ripping apart people, and they're going to come running and deal with that. However... You tell them it's a 13-year-old girl who just butchered a grown man in an alleyway with her bare hands. You got people and go, what? All right, I'm going to call the cops in on this one. This doesn't seem believable. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a lot of uh, a suspicion. You're going to have a lot of doubt. And then when you get there and see it, it's going to be more horrifying that that's real. I think you're doing right. more work for right. the story, though, Bob. Like, here's the thing. I, so, I don't like it. Not, be, <laughs> right? not because it was a small girl, but because it was like... Oh, no, hang on, Brandon. Don't, before okay, you threw me no, under that go, bus, go. I was justifying being afraid of a little kid oh, correct. being oh, no, possessed. You, that's all I was doing. About Derek. Don't put me on Derek's boat. <laughs> I'm not, okay, just saying. Okay. Wait, wait. Which boat's my boat? Your boat's the boat he's getting to. Your boat is the one that's floating by itself out there. In the ocean. Well, I'm, I think I'm also in the boat for a different reason. Like, I got in the wrong boat, right? I was like, is this the same boat? And he's like, yeah. Uh, so I'll explain why I'm in the same boat in a second. But, like, you did too much work, Bob. Like, yours was a much more brilliant synopsis of why it could have been terrifying. <laughs> so I'm right. playing it, right? Probably for my 14th playthrough, because that's all you could do with Diablo. Fair. Um, and I'm like, this is so cliche. Like, it's like painfully, like, Oh, a possessed child, innocence become corrupted. Wow, this is this is groundbreaking, Blizzard. You really breaking every ground <laughs> on all levels of difficulty. Uh, and I just was I was just bored by it. Like it just wasn't compelling because I'd seen it before. But to that point, um, and to bring us back full circle, were you like all Blizzard games can fuck off now? No. But they did. I think they that's, take easy choices, right? That's kind of like think, what Derek said, though. Well, here's the thing, right? I'm, I'm <laughs> I got kind of. I don't want to say skeptical. That's not the right word. Suspicious, you know? Suspicious of what? Suspicious of anything that they're releasing. Like, I, I want to hear the reviews. I want to hear in depth what my friends think of the game. Sure. I can, I can get behind that. But I the mean, other thing that pisses me off is I can't get them on Steam. 
Like Blizzard just always has to be different. Yeah, they made a lot of choices. I mean, and the thing is, like, they, they're it seems like their gig now too is also I'm also hesitant to Blizzard because their goal is to like, oh, here's this really cool model of a game. Right. I'm gonna just kind of make it really pretty, make it really sharp, make it really polished, but not put any kind of artistic element into it. And like, I want to I want to articulate cells. really quick. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I don't own a single Blizzard game. I don't. Like I played uh, Overwatch, but I didn't buy it. So like I, I don't I don't know I I'm, like I'm genuinely curious, but mostly I just wanted to razz you for your devil's advocate's good. Like I'm I'm not gonna take the opposite side of my own argument. I mean I I still feel the way I originally stated. I I don't think it was a good decision on their part. The whole. Uh, Diablo takes over a little girl for the reasons Brandon said also, which didn't come to me right away. But I mean, they had a lot to work with. Like Diablo could have possessed any of the characters from the original game. Uh, there was an assassin that was female. There was a sorceress that was female. And then there was what? The barbarian, the necromancer. He know. could have possessed any of them and they could have done <laughs> something cool with it. Instead, he grabs this little girl who they just introduced in the game. Like, wasn't a part of it before. So they made her a MacGuffin. She was the... Well, but she fought with a lot of those. She was the plan all along. Yeah, I guess. I mean, she popped up and she was like, hey, I'm Kane's daughter. Ah! It, it's just in shape, right? Good. How's that? It's not, co- it's Good. not coded anus. Good. Uh, I was going to say, it doesn't belong to some strange animal. <laughs> no, no strange animal. It's... Like, uh, enjoy your pangolin, anus asshole. Candies. <laughs> you know, some random... We did a, uh, Nate did a, I don't know, it's a piece on it where we acted like they were our sponsors because we saw the YouTube video about the strangest things in the world mm-hmm. and this candy list came up and they were check, on it. Check, check, check. And it was number one. Wait, are we you doing that? Fake sponsors? That's, yeah. That's we, awesome. We don't have any real ones, so we have to do fake ones. That's who's, good. Who was the one that I was talking about? The one that made you constipate it? Or one that I don't remember. Up? I had one the other day. Was it was like it was like for crippling depression or something like that. I for- <laughs> it was like when your life is terrible, try crippling depression. I don't. I don't remember what the specifics were, but uh, it's hard to that's remember. That's why such you thing. write things down in a notebook. <laughs> I, I, I don't do that so much. So we're leaving off of franchises. We literally ripped apart. See, this is nerd I don't even words. know how we nerd words classic. We, we were talking about. Well, you guys were talking about Overwatch, and you asked if Pam and I play it, and uh, yeah, she yeah. said no, and I said I've seen the videos, but I haven't tried it because I'm wary of Blizzard. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's not bad. We'll, we'll get back to that momentarily. It's not bad. It's uh it's kind of like um, it's a first person shooter, but it's also kind of like a, an arena like kind of base game. Like you don't you don't make your own character and pick your own machine gun mods. It's like you have a set number of characters to pick Isn't from. It, it's like Dota as yeah. an FPS, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Okay. That's mm-hmm. what I gathered from seeing some of the gameplay yeah. footage. It's pretty fun. It can be very frustrating at times, but other than that, it's pretty fun. So? Yeah, and part of the frustration, <laughs> part of the frustration I think, is that it's built to be watched, right? right? So it's kind of like, you know, it's one of the kind of, they designed it for eSports, right? So again, I think sure. Blizzard um, have primarily made, designed it to be watched and viewed, and sometimes I think they sacrifice you know, story for it. They've done, you know, they, they have an artist in charge of like, you know, the mini shorts of like, you know, the right. the CGI shorts, which are great. You know, they're like pretty compelling characters, I think. There's some very like The ones. skins, they'll get you in the skins. We call loot boxes. Yeah. Uh, me and B would play every every night practically mm-hmm. just to get more coins to get the awesome skins that you can get for individual characters. Mm-hmm. Like I have a uh, giant pig man 
who now wears a shark outfit. And, and these uh, are he has cosmetics, skin right? Sharky, yeah, skins. He wears it over his head, okay. and, he, and he throws a hook. And so, now it's a captain's hook off a pirate ship. So. That's the one <laughs> thing about the game that I am not about. Uh, I like winning, and through my skill, or lack thereof, mm. and time played, I unlock tangibles. Because this is kind of like an arena game, mm. you're not really l- unlocking anything that's tangible. Right, you can't get a gameplay advantage like, right. over anybody else. See, Brandon, he's yeah, never, he, he also didn't get the Franken pig. If he did, yeah. he would have been all about, about it. He's salty about that right. the, like, the, the Franken pig. Oh, I've, I've got a voice thing, so like when I hit the trigger button or whatever, I, I say a little line of dialogue. It mm. doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> but it's fun yeah. nonetheless. I don't know what we would unlock in a first-person shooter. That was my thing too. But then yeah, you gotta appreciate or, the spray paint, right? A gun mod, Kids. or you know. Something. I do play Dota two with friends, and I have spent money on cosmetics. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, I mean like, it's a model that works. I mean like Blizzard does it with Heroes of the Storm, right? Which is their you know their Dota clone. Yeah. Um, and so it's free to play too. I mean, That's like, another so. thing. They put the Diablo on a fucking unicorn in that game too. Correct. Yeah. I mean they yeah they're, they're just like. Oh. No respect for their own shit. How are you a grumpy old man before you're old? You know what? He's been a grumpy old man. He's got kids in their Diablo. No respect. (laughs) It's so true. My day, he was a devil. I never played Diablo 3, and I didn't know Diablo 2 had a story. I thought it was just go through these levels and kill demons. I totally admit it only barely had a story. You know? And then there was like a level with cows. Isn't that kind of good? (laughs) Isn't that kind of good? Because when you're a writer, and you've got to pick up a story that's already got so much lore you know that's fucking annoying i don't I, but they could have gone anywhere with it i don't agree i think it makes it much easier as a writer to work within the established confines of a world already created uh, to me I suppose, maybe yeah. it's because i'm lazy but i feel like working within something that's already that already has a structure that already has walls and a roof hmm. it's easier to decorate that well, i think it depends on the artist too like yeah. grant morrison right the comic book writer uh, cannot work in those worlds. He's like, oh, I see what you've done for the past three decades, right? Watch me shit on it, right? And just, just drop trial, right? And just poop on the X-Men, right? Be like, they have a yep. secondary mutation now. Beast looks like a cat man, you know? <laughs> so some artists can't do that. I mean, it's, yep. I guess it depends on the artistic voice. Hmm. God, I hate Grant Morrison. You, uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say, I'm with, I'm, I'm with Nate on the fact that the, the fact, so here's the deal. When you build a story, details are everything. But you don't want to define it so much to where you can't move in it. Yeah. Right. So if I can develop the backdrop of a world but not define a character in that world, that leaves me leeway as an artist to tell a story with different characters. Mm. And therefore, it's it's a living thing. You can Anybody can step in and tell a tale as right. long as the characters are different or borrow an old character like a fan favorite that can kind of carry the torch. Yeah. I think, it was, I think Voltaire once said, um, the way you mess up a story is by telling it all. That's yes, it's only to mess up a story, right? And so you need to create and leave yourself that that leeway to have it grow and evolve, especially if it's a serial based concept, whether it's a video game or you know. Comic and you book. and you always want to give your fans something to yell at each other that yeah. someone's wrong about. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's totally not what happened to Edward. Yeah, I mean, I mean like like I still hear people bar- arguing about Inception, right? That last little piece of the dive. You're like, they're still in a dream. Like, whatever, man. Uh, you never actually see the top fall. Yeah, that's so okay. good. There's these five clues before it that clearly signify it's still a dream. Uh, and let's not forget, he was totally being hunted by like Chinese organized crime, <laughs> and now he went back and saw his family. He's gonna get them killed too. 
if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the dreidel argument was proliferated by the Octonazis. <laughs> <laughs> it is part of their grand conspiracy. Uh, yeah. This is just what yeah, I've heard. Right. Just correct. what I've heard. They do not. They specifically do not like Italians. But that's <laughs> because of you know Leonardo DiCaprio. And that's why I keep my ear to the ground. Right. Yeah. You have to. They could days. come for me in the night. Careful though, if it's wet, they could come for you if your ears to the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the water. They're water. They're water-based creatures. Oh, octonazis! I was like, where? Huh? Oh yeah, octonazis. Okay, yes, water. Got it. I love to watch your face. I wish I could like just videotape your facial reactions, (laughs) like and just like simulcast it while we do the podcast, because that's worth the price of admission. Bob doesn't. His, he has no poker face when it comes to what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, his WTF face. <laughs> right, it's just like, it contorts and the like. <laughs> so you get to see him working through it in real time. It's, like, it's like he's eating lemons. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, it's, it's great. It's funny. Yeah, it's Keep part it of your charm. Don't ever it's part of your charm. Good thing. Yeah. I'm like, babe. Well, babe, you can say babe. babe. Charm and pig. You can say babe. You so I'm saying yeah. he's charming pig. Mm-hmm. You can't say bay. Bay, bay, bay. No, I can't. I'm not an octonaut. This is my new pig, bay. No, no. <laughs> no I, see, I, I, think I think you're saying it wrong. I think this my bay. Oh. Is, is you you do know I think this is just that. an elaborate <laughs> scheme to get to let you guys use bay around me. That's what I think it is. It's, like, <laughs> it's like well, an elaborate yeah, story. No, it's it's uh it's actually a word that it makes me uh it makes me hurt. Physically, <laughs> so if I say it enough, maybe it'll stop. So the pain. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna ask you a question. Why does it make you hurt? Um, I was curious, as you asked Derek before, his motivation not, and, and about it's, his. It's not a, it's not a real very strong opinion about something. It's not a real word, and uh, I feel like what, it what, belongs, what is a, what is a real word, Nate? Like what, uh, what constitutes the realness of a word of a symbol? It's <laughs> a, a really good question. It's already arbitrarily that's a really determined. Good question. Um, I feel like it, it originates uh, from uh-huh. from something other than the internet. I feel like if it came so the, from the internet, it's not a word. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, it's that's just my opinion. There's huh. no there's no reason. There's no real people on the internet. <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there's plenty of real people on the internet, but I feel like when a word and it, it's stupid, it doesn't make sense. But I feel like when a word originates from just profound laziness, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, I don't want to accept it. Fascinating. I think there should be an X amount of slang words that take intelligent phrasing, which is what you mean by it. And when you want to abbreviate every little thing, there should be an X amount. Like only a thousand words are allowed to be abbreviated on down for slang purposes. <laughs> and if you're going to take bay, you have to take away something else. Oh, like, like a sl- I can get swap it out. Like a library. This is what we got to do and agree upon yeah. to make it just... Like laws. I feel like there should only be like 50 laws. <laughs> and if you make a new law, you have to get rid of an old law. You can't. You can't Jesus. have fifty one. One in, one out. My wife has well, the right. same rule with, with ties. One in, one out. <laughs> one in, one out. <laughs> That's very wise on her because she would have five thousand yeah, ties. Five thousand ties. Yeah. Be everywhere. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the reason I ask is that uh, it's very fascinating, right? Because the internet is a bizarre place, right? Yeah. Where things and, and I was having this debate a about language, mm-hmm. literally in the classes that I teach today, yeah. Uh, and um, about what is a valid symbol, right? So yeah. when when is a word canon? Uh, it's just fascinating to me. So I was just curious. So so here's my real perspective on it. I am getting old, <laughs> and I'm quickly, very rapidly losing my youth. Mm-hmm. And there's another group of people who are still youthful and hip, and I don't understand them. Because they don't need your words. Right. And yeah. I don't understand their words, and therefore I think their words are shit. 
Yeah. So it's yeah. it's just I'm just following like the n- the natural trajectory of people that get old. There yeah. uh, occasionally are some that I don't like to where like I yeah, I don't know my skin crawls. Yeah, oh, sure. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. like people, like yeah, I tell my students all the time, like we get relationships with words constantly. I mean, these are like it's like people that like name their car, right? They're mm-hmm. like, "This is Carmen. Um, Carmen loves me. She's treated me well for the past five years. She's got eighty thousand miles on her. I love Carmen, right?" So we develop like relationships with these words, right? We put a word on this right. thing, like any tool, right? We put a word on it, and words are tools, right? So we develop relationships. You don't like certain right. things, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. It's yeah. legit. So because I think it's evil, I think yeah. it should be the right. chant of the Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Pam? I have, I am just soaking this in. I guess <laughs> there's no really, there's really no words on the internet that really get to me. But when I'm on the internet, I'm on like the hill and like these news websites. Um, but. So it's really, I'm not really getting a lot of slang. So actually, um, so I'm glad you brought that up, Pam. So there's actually yes. a few words that annoy me. It's the kind of the way they're used. Like the thing that annoys me about words, right, is the, their use. Right. And one thing I can't stand about those like news, right, or current event websites is that everyone is destroying people constantly, right? Be like, <laughs> yes. Glenn Beck destroys Donald Trump, right? Or like, right, um, right. <laughs> like so, you know, Comey from the FBI gets the, wrecked. The right? eviscerated. Yeah, eviscerated. It's always the eviscerated. titles. Yeah. I hate that, yeah. And then I watch the video and it's like, um, excuse me, that was not nice, right? And that, that's the destroying, right? <laughs> yeah. That happened according to the title. And that, that drives me crazy. Like when things are destroying each other. It reminds me of, uh, there's this Louis C.K. skit where he talks about he's in like a coffee shop and there's two guys ahead of him. And uh, they have this really inane conversation, and they use the term hilarious. And he's like, you know what hilarious means? (laughs) It means like you, your life has fallen apart because of how funny something was. Like, what are you going to do when something actually hilarious happens? Because it's, you know, it's like you said, you're not destroying anything. You're just like, oh, he had like a terse word. (laughs) 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 But he's been eviscerated. (laughs) Come on. Like, what are you going to do when someone actually verbally eviscerates someone? And see, that's that's when new words get made, right? We're like, we don't got anything. Right. Right. Make it up. uh, This might be slightly offensive, but that's where retard came from. Uh, Before, it used to be like idiot and like there was another word that referred, right, that referred, there was like a medical term that Uh, referred to people that were ignoramus, mentally challenged. You could still use the word that way. I've I've seen it used. I can't remember where I found my head. (laughs) He's not here. He can't defend himself. Uh, That that word is Levain. I was going to say, for the record, uh, Levain Satanists have okayed me to use Nick (laughs) whenever I need to and interject him in every conversation. I'm not sure if I met Nick while I was really drunk. You were. He was the other Punisher. You did. If it was like a... (laughs) He was the Adam Halleck lookalike. Are we we sure it wasn't a Satanist illusion? Mm. Uh, Satanists don't believe in illusions. We only believe that what we can touch. By the way, I've mentally created this image in my mind. I'll just play it all this way. But at a Halloween party, two Punishers meeting each other. (laughs) They can't be one of the same, you know, of that costume. I imagine that being a throwdown, like, right away. There's like a dramatic pause. Yeah, then 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 a shootout. There's like going guns everywhere. I walked into this party, and I was a little bit late. I had to work, and I didn't dress up. So I show up, and everybody's already kind of like in the cups. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, a little... Drunk in and happy. Some some people are Thank more drunk than others. Yes, I was in the cups. Um, you were, Derek. You were in the bottle. Sloshed, you were in the bottle. drooling <laughs> on himself. I, I walk into this this garage and there's like everybody that like they kind of have superhero outfits on. 
you know, because it's, it's like they're in various stages of removing the costumes because sure. they're drunk. Right, right, right. And on the table, it's just like ashtrays with smoking cigarettes and and like toy guns. <laughs> Lining, and I'm like, what is this, a fucking mafia? Like, yes. what, what the hell is going on here? It's like bottles of scotch and beers everywhere, just like handguns and big machine I guns. Still don't know why that, going on that was just the Punishers. Yeah. Right, this is the Punishers. Seriously? The Punishers had just had just relinquished their weapons and laid them out across the oh table. Oh, my God. But it was just like handguns, machine guns. One of the funnier things during the night, Bob, was I caught only like the last sentence of you saying then they break into the garage and I know I'm gonna die for sure because yes. look and that's exactly what you were talking about I didn't need the other 95% of it so I don't know what possessed our like, buddy Chance yep. to buy this ghetto blasting bluetooth speaker <laughs> that it, it literally was like the future of booming systems and cars so I don't right? know if you guys I don't know if you guys heard this but I, I had to park like a block down from Chance's house because all the cars in front of his house I got out of the car and heard music. And I was like, wow, it's Halloween. It's like almost 10 o'clock. Like, where's this music coming from? It was coming from Chance's fucking garage with his giant ghetto blaster. This insane speaker. Yeah. And we're and we're sitting there trying to trying to talk or whatever. I tried <laughs> I tried explaining to Chance, and I this is the comment Derek just told you where I was like, I'm dead. Like they call the cops, bro, I'm dead. They're not gonna even question it. Mm -hmm. They're gonna go, look, big brown dude. Those those could be guns. I'm, I'm going to get shot. I'm the Possibly first guns. one. Or just put them way away from me. He's but like, no, Sergeant, nah. that one's got an orange tip. <laughs> ah, well, what's better safe than That's sour. why we shot him in the knee first. And then the others were just to make sure he was down. That's a huge freaking guy. Right, we got to go to the room. We <laughs> do. Yeah, so. Uh, That's after they put me in the chokehold to ensure I'm unconscious yeah. afterward. Mm. Did you choke him? Yeah, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> we, we from from South Park, we remember this episode where Michael Jackson's like a ghost, and they're like, "Did you try to choke him?" And the cops are like, "We tried." <laughs> uh, have you guys been watching South Park? Yes, absolutely. This this you, you should, it, it's, not yet. It's fucking amazing. Yes, it is. It continues to get better every episode. A lot of a lot of the critical response has been they just they're, they're in their prime, like they've, mm. they've hit a yeah. stride and doing yeah. the best consistent work, right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, like now, all their seasons they tell a full length story from it's clever. Yeah, it's start all to continuous. Finish. Yeah, yeah. It's all, whereas all... before it was like it's a crazy episode, and next week which just shows how good episode. they've gotten at yeah. it, right? That they can still you know spoof a thing that happened two weeks prior, yeah, uh, but integrate it into the larger story. Like that's that's just that's yeah. just you know that's intense. It's that's like an improv ambitious. cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, so. they they it takes them six days to mm -hmm. make a full episode. And uh, we have a hard time editing a podcast in two weeks. So, and, and I say we by me. <laughs> so, but also, also they make lots and lots of money. I make none. They do. So, they do. you know, they're also libertarians. So, is, maybe that is it a fair comparison? So, what? real quick for my edification. Oh, um, oh yeah, Bob's list. The Elder Skyrim special. We can skip over that because Nate will give a more detailed version of that later on down the road. But oh. it is yeah. in the works. Well, I have it, and I'm playing it, and uh, it's, right. it's well, Skyrim. Well, what, what's your initial impression? So initial impression it? is it's uh, it's like when you had a girlfriend and I have. Um, <laughs> you broke up this is familiar or, or perhaps you moved and you haven't seen her for a really long time. These are all ringing true. And you she comes back to town and you instantly hit it off again. And like it's like nothing changed. Life is just starting over. Mm. That's my obsession with that game. Oh. So 
It's so, so it seems like all the doors are still open. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But there's new mysteries because it's uh, been it's been three years. Your your, your ex girlfriend's got some mods. Yeah, yeah she's then. got some mods to her. She definitely. Uh, <laughs> she's got. She she's got she more turn to attractive. Battle toad. Yeah, right. She right. got more like attractive. It. She got more attractive. I I did not. I, I I stayed the same, or perhaps slipped a little, um, but she's gotten better. And uh, you got used to her a certain well, way, and have to relearn hardware all over hardware. again. She still right. accepts me for all my faults. Mm. In other words, she'll let you change the difficulty. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> she'll she'll let you sleep for twelve hours at a time. Yeah, she doesn't rest care. For twelve she doesn't hours. Care. So yeah. uh, remind me judge. what uh, sexist video game opinions are again, real quick. <laughs> Oh, I was just—I mean, you could insert a guy for that. I mean, just, I'm just—I'm yeah, I'm just, I'm just a heterosexual white male. Token female here. That's not so. I—I I, yeah, so I, see there, there it is. I cannot be insulted, and also I can freely insult everyone else. <laughs> True, because my perspective is the only perspective. Swastapus, <laughs> baby. All right, and that's why Nate is my bae. Right, <laughs> he's my bae. We're keeping it, that word alive. Bae, bae. I've gotten to. If we say it enough times, it'll cease to have any meaning, and then it will take on a new meaning. Yeah, Correct. you know what? Yeah. Um, that's not the same thing about nigger, and it didn't work. Okay, Whoa. it still has uh, power. Did you say niggers? No, no, no. As, I said nigger, N I G G E R. So Nate Nickers? has to edit it out. I just want to point that out. I'm not editing anything. I wouldn't either because, because I think. Again. <laughs> see, here's the thing. I still laughed, and in 2016, that word can stop any group of white people. Yeah, it that's certainly its power. Can. Any group so, of white people, so, I can hear it forty thousand times. It's, it it actually is our, uh, you know, it's it's like our kryptonite. Oh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I've I mean, done other yeah. podcasts that the same reaction. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> hey, whoa! I'm so, like, hey, no, no, no. no. I thought I had no power, guys. So, the more so, we said it, I have an awesome story. So, so I, I don't want to deviate too much from uh, the video game talk. But so, so I talk about language in my class, right? Because I teach communication courses, uh, and so I talk about this, like words, meaning we get to the kind of like words that are kind of like uh, have have a powerful emotional you know, baggage with them because there's, there's nothing that makes anything have to be a word, right? We decide as people that this thing, this object equals the symbol, right? That a chair, there's nothing cherry about a chair, right? We just mm-hmm. said that thing's a fucking chair, right? We, we, we said <laughs> that the letter C, the letter H, the letter A, the letter I, the letter R, put those together. That's that fucking thing, right? That's, that's a chair. It's all arbitrary. Kind of like colors and blind people. Yeah. We make it up, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, so someone brought up like the N word, right? Is that why the N word so powerful? Is that why people have a hard time saying it? Cause of, you know, this, the, the thoughts that we connect with it. I was like, absolutely. Right? That's what gives it its power. Right. And give an example. The NAACP, like three or four years ago, literally buried the word. Like they dug like a six foot grave and like threw the word in. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think they understand how words work, but like, but it's symbolic, right? I mean, like they, they, they they're, they're, they're using a symbol to address a symbol. Right? Would you do me a favor, Bob, and stop eating lemons? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry. So I give that example, right? So there's a really legitimate discussion the class brings up about you know the N word, right? Kind of talking about like who can use it, right? But, you know that one guy you think is probably a racist is like, well, why can't I say the N word? Right? Like, <laughs> Do you want to say the N word, bro? Is that like your desire? You're like you're biting at the bit for it, right? And so, anyways, we're having this discussion, right, about the N word, and that's why the Serbian student, right, this international student in my class, and he's like, "What is this N word you are talking about?" With this N word, <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone's like, "Um, it." Ah, uh, right. There was like, there was like the cringe, right? And like the two black, the two black guys are like waiting for the white people to, to, to explain right. it. Um, and so, this is entrapment, and so because that's their job at that point. They got to just watch the gate. Exactly, they got to be like, right, going, exactly, right. This is where it comes back to us, everybody. <laughs> Who's going to jump in and tell them? Um, no. So l- luckily, this, this this guy was really into hip hop, right? Like the Serbian guy, like he like he knew Tupac, or right? he loved Biggie, right? He always wore like Biggie shirts, right? The class all the time. So like, so one of them was like, oh, so um. 
they're using a lot of hip hop songs, right? Like like Tupac and Biggie. And he's like, I don't. Well, there are many words in hip hop. What are, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and, and, and so they're like, it's used as a pronoun. <laughs> um, we can refer to a, a single man, a groups of men, right? It's easy to rhyme. Right? Uh, um, and he's like, oh yes, you are all my niggas. Everyone's like, oh god, oh Jesus! Right? All the white people freak out when he says, you are all my niggas, right? Right. Because his only context is, is like, it's a, this word from rap song. Right. The white people freaked out. Like everyone's like, oh my god, you're grabbing like the head right? the two black guys are like that's funny that's really funny that's <laughs> right. Like, so, all right. it's, uh, they didn't freak out at all but again the white people were like yeah i mean to them it's like gnashing their teeth yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no don't say it no yeah being called a racist is like yeah white people can't handle it yeah, yeah get you best. voted off the island that's the problem oh yeah yeah there's, there's consequences i don't know i've called somebody a racist before and they were like meh for a brief second, like, for a brief <laughs> second, Pam. But but I had hope, I had hope that that wasn't what you were gonna say. I really hope you could say, I don't know. I've called somebody a nigger before. It was all right. I was like, oh, please say it. She did. She did. That all would right. have been, right. yeah, no. I think everybody's so, called somebody a racist at one point. See, I thought Derek was do it. Like, I'm hoping, don't, don't do it. Nobody do no, it. I called, I called a can't. Chihuahua a nigger, and I, I'm not lying. <laughs> Out the, did said, you just say you got a chihuahua? I did. I did. No, I'm, I'll tell you the story. <laughs> You're going to tell me how this chihuahua... It was just, you, you know, like attention. goofy and cute, and the words slipped out of my mouth. I don't know why. It was what I thought of. We were driving in the car. I'm looking at the out the window, and I point. I'm like, Pam, look at that little nigger. You know? And she's like... Oh my fucking god! And she did like the white thing where I'm gonna roll up the windows just in case they heard it, but windows control sound, like or something like that. And I'm like, I'm like, calm down. Like I wasn't calling anyone names. The Civil War did end some time ago. Yeah, but they probably Black people like are people. They have senses of humor. And when I got home, I even posted on Facebook. I said, "This is what I did. This is what I said. I don't have white guilt over." Like, yeah, but that's white guilt. The uh, fact that you no, posted it is white guilt. Yeah. My opinion. No, I said I don't because have I white guilt. Because I made him feel over. guilty. My opinion right. is that if you're white, you use the N word, and you're willing to have used it in the context you did in front of like anybody. I feel or like how about you just don't use it. I feel like that's the only word where you can only reference it by a letter. Like oh, it is, no, no, no. it is, it is the worst possible word There's also in the, the English. Word. No, the word, cunt. Yeah. I'll say cunt all day. Cunt, 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 cunt. There's cunt, an entire nation that uses cunt, right? Just it's, liberally. It's totally. Someone will go. Ah, oh, you said the c word, and I'll be like, you mean cunt, right? But like the n word is the only thing. Like you can't, you can't even allude to it. Correct. Okay. And here's yeah. my here's my issue with that. Right. Here's why. Is that it? The c word doesn't have. Hundreds of years right. of historical <laughs> right. relationships. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, it's it's something it, that like Australian people and English people say just to be cheeky. Right. I have my own issues with that word, but that's a different. Right. Thing. right. No, it's it's, weird. But it's, like, it's legitimately to me, okay. It's like, it's like saying like, oh, you know that female part of the body that that equals shitty person. So that's why I don't so like it. So if you're equating, right, this part that should right. be valued, it's something like, that is not valued. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Vinnie Jones, to me, cleared it up for me. Because I, I thought I could kind of see that point, but didn't get it. It's just a harsh-sounding word. He said, he said, you know, people like to equate certain things to mean certain things. Like, if I kind of open a car door in America, I might say, damn. But I don't understand why you'd say, damn, when you mean cunt. <laughs> you know, I can't open this cunt of a door. You fully understand me? You can articulate exactly what I mean by it. You understand? And I don't mean nothing by it. Just the door sucks. 
And that's that. And, and I was like, huh, when I think about it that way with that accent. To be fair. With the accent. I was like, fair enough. But it, but it made it. But then I'm watching yeah. all these British shows and everybody use it. And you, women liberally use it. Men liberally use it. It's like the right. unifying it's, word. It becomes something it's, different. It is more. Yes. It's, everyone not, understands. It, it's not what it originally was. It's right. turned into this other thing. Oh, but Which watch, is fine. I don't mind that people use it. Vagina will stop traffic. Yeah, it will. Over there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I saw will. that and was shocked that it there, yeah. into oh the cartoon show. It's like, being a vagina right now. And he was what did you say to me? Like, <laughs> what? Me? What? And like, it was suddenly a challenge to machismo. I was like, I, or, wow, that's baffling. Okay. <laughs> the most recent um, example of that is when Trump said, "I, you know, I just grabbed oh. him by the pussy. And... All the news people were could not say vagina, could not say the say p word. Yeah. They were, really they were like, they're like the you know grab women cat. by their parts. Cat, cat. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cat, cat, cat. <laughs> it's like that's what, that's what originally meant. Right? I think they took his con- it's quite a, con- a context. Uh, it's it a grab him by the cat. back of the scruff and you know, right. just holding pet the pussy. Right. <laughs> women love their cats, yeah. and so you yeah. grab their cat, and that's us, right? Like you, the cat. <laughs> vagina. Really. <laughs> Grabbed him by the vagina. You gotta speak in only half sentences to be like an uncomfortable news person. Like you gotta be like, Grabbed him by the cat. You're Deep. just gonna talk you like know what your I mean, job the is cat, online. Because right. right. it is for them. Donald Trump said, <laughs> Grab right. them by the. Mm. <laughs> by the area <laughs> you know what we mean <laughs> you know. I have hired you an off the street too. black guy to explain this <laughs> <laughs> so Bob what's the next video game on your list so the next video game on the list would be uh, Battlefield 1 which is like I said our, our franchise vomit every year there's been me and Nate refer to it as a franchise vomit it's every single year they gotta produce Kind of brings uh, us back to our Hitler version. conversation. That's Call of Duty too, though, right? Call of yes. Duty's yearly. Won't yeah. even Call of Duty at least Infinity. They, they at least like hand off the. It's two different dev development companies, right? Don't they hand it off? So it's every right. other year, technically. Well, so theor- see, theor- oh, yeah. Yeah, is there a Call of Duty coming out every year? They compete with each other. They they're, do. Every year. So, they're, so they stack on it. Like Activision, it's so bad. Right. It's Activision, so bad. They're within uh, a month of each other for a release. Activision releases a Call of Duty every year, but they have different development teams working on them. So it's not like one development team is basically churning them out every year. It's just Activision is their home company that releases them. So, yeah, they, they still release one a year, but they'll have like Treyarch or, you know, whoever else. I don't but to be fair, companies. it's those companies competing with EA. Yeah. EA has sports games, first and foremost. So every year there's going to be a new sports game. They, they do it every year because they the same reason why movie companies do franchises, because they want to maximize profits. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's safe. Yeah. So, and I'll tell you why this is a good thing this year for Battlefield One. They finally heard us about previous Battlefields. Good. Um, meaning that not not that there's so many dramatic changes, but there's enough of a change, at least to change the genre and era of the game style to make it more relevant. Because yeah. nothing, everybody complained, and I do mean everybody. People were making fun of another podcast specifically targeting video games. That it's it's Battlefield. Get it? Blah blah blah. They got tired of being referred to as that. Right. Because clearly that means we're we're not impressed. Someone may get it. My biggest just issue. It's new. My biggest issue with uh, the yearly first person shooter games is that every year Call of Duty's like let's take it into the future a little bit more, and that seems to be the the, the formula is like okay, what do we do now? What what do we do that we haven't done? Mm-hmm. How do we make it seem different? Let's get halfway to Halo. Right, <laughs> right, and and last year it was like there was robots. And stuff going on in space, 
and like laser guns. And I was like, this, I, I'm just going to go get Halo because this is yeah. like, I'm done with this. Here's, here's the thing though. You got all these guys in the same sandbox competing that they have the best toys. Right. And that's why all the kids should get them. And you really saw this come to a head when Titanfall was released. Right. Titanfall was released a lot. Like I suspect Overwatch was released. It did not have a single player mode. There was no campaign to it. Right. Because the company was willing to invest in a new idea, but they knew the replay value comes from the multiplayer. So if the multiplayer isn't accepted and embraced, why are we going to waste the money sure. to make a single yeah. player for yeah. a first-person I mean, shooter? did the same thing, too. Yeah. And that's the, but we're waiting for Evolve 2 to come out with that single player so we can see that. Right. It, or, or it didn't do as well as they thought. But you're seeing Titanfall 2, dramatic turnaround from what it was in the first one. I mean, it's amazing. They have sophisticated AI now uh, to where your machines. So when you call in Titanfall 1 in multiplayer, you call for your Titan to drop. Big machine comes down and you basically have to put it in a mode to guard you or, you know, you want it to it would follow you around all over the map. Do what you got to do. Or you jump in it. And that's cool, too. Or it'll just stand there and guard a specific area. Mm. Well, number two, it just goes with you. It, it makes it feel like you're in sync mm. with the pilot, with the pilot to the robot like it should be. Cool. And that ties along with its campaign. Its campaign's all about that connection between you and your Titan. Cool. Uh, for instance, the uh, quote in all the previews they have, because I haven't played the mode yet, uh, but the preview, you literally hear a Titan tell its pilot, I will not lose another pilot. Like it has an emotional tie to this pilot and it won't do it. You know, it's willing to destroy itself to see that happening. And actually the pilot's going to have some sort of awesome attachment to that. And it definitely made me want to play the game. This, sure. this is the game I wanted to own when I invested in the first one. Now I have to get the second one to get that feel. But that's also the negative. Like, they didn't trust in this great idea that would have made it a blockbuster success, so they went with the multiplayer. Now it's a more polished... I have beta tested the multiplayer. It's a polished version of the first one. It doesn't suck. Everything runs smoother, and they get the drop down. They don't, their guns aren't as bulky, look more streamlined, more futuristic. But for the most part, if you played the first multiplayer, you've played Titanfall 2 multiplayer. But it's going to be the campaign that sells that, which is going to make it worth owning. Whereas Battlefield One, Battlefield One is World War One. Now I took the liberty because this is a game I wanted to own, and then unfortunately, like anything else, you start researching and you start having second thoughts. And the reason being is because I started asking questions like, "How historically accurate is it?" I was the only one with that idea in his head, sure. and so the historical accuracy of it. I want to say the British Museum. Let me double check that real quick. But basically, what uh, this museum, I'm gonna pull that up real quick what they were talking about was that the battles are great the national world war one museum excuse me they said the battles look nice those are those are guns that they use in world war one uh with some differences um they were upset about the little things like you would expect historians to be upset about little thing number one on the german soldiers all german soldiers are wearing these gloves no matter what they were doing mm. so if you're an assault fighter running around with the machine gun you still have these bulky gloves on and they couldn't figure out why and they were like well if you're a bombardier you would have the gloves because you got to cut wires and handle barbed wire. Why, why are they having gloves? Couldn't answer it. And so, you know, he, he was like, okay, well, what next? What else is wrong? And he's like, oh, it's not that's wrong. Just I'm curious. Like, why does everybody reload? <laughs> he was like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, well, when you're, when you're shooting, everybody, like, five bullets and they reload when you would never do that. That's a waste <laughs> of rounds. Like, you couldn't do that. And then they start talking about a pillbox and, like, those really weren't around. And then you have your snap two clips, which took a lot longer in World War I. Because part that I didn't know, you didn't just pop the clip in. You then had to hit a latch that held right. it in. Yeah. And so they were a lot riskier when you're jumping out. But, hey, you dealt with it. Right. You didn't have a choice. So you were. Yeah, it was all new technology. I mean, guns right. were mini ex edge. Mini explosions you're shooting out to hit somebody far away. And then there was the concept of uh, building to building combat. 
That's it just what it just didn't happen. Right. So what they're talking about is in World War One, you had blimp warfare quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, blimps were new and they were used everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you'd have a Blitzkrieg line of blimps that just weren't they're not as powerful as they show in the game. This was not a blimp that could take shot after shot after shot from multiple airplanes and grenade fire and crazy things. You would have a wall of them up just to guard one territory because they were a listening post, they were a watch station, and they may have some guns on them. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if, you, if you've seen The Rocketeer, you know the fate of blimps. <laughs> <laughs> and so we knew that in World War One. So what happened is you had a lot of people who went, uh, as they were pointing out, they showed them a clip of a game and they said, yeah, how that would have happened in World War One is you would have had a commanding officer not wanting to risk losing those assets. And so you would be held back to a line. And you don't want to destroy the other building. You're not here to destroy land. You're here to win a war. So that concept doesn't come around to World War II where basically Hitler was like, kill everybody and everything. And our response was fine. We'll play that game too. Mm-hmm. And then the concept of total war came about. And that's the phrase that they mean by that. So, but what you would see, there's a sniper in the tower, could hold off an enemy line. One sniper. You know, one sniper team because we were not looking to wreck everything around them. There's civilians to consider. People have to return to a home. We're still very, I don't want to say it's war, not moral, as he said it, but just different. And then it came down to tanks. Now, when you, when you think of tanks, I was like, they're totally going to crap on these tanks. I mean, Nate, you played that game a little bit or saw it being played. It was like, was that even around? Right. In World well, War One, I, I knew that there were there were tanks, but they were very primitive in comparison right. to what, you know, we would see 20 years later in World War Two. Uh, but yeah, they, they're like big, slow cars with steel. Right. <laughs> what they said? Those are exact tanks. Right. Those tanks are what was there. Right. What they didn't like was it used to be a tactic of snipers or of riflemen to shoot one bullet in through the window. That's all you would need to stop those tanks. You wouldn't need, I mean, they would use explosives if you had them. But other than that, one bullet would ricochet, kill the driver, disable the driver, you disable the tank. Huh. And that was that. And he, they were shocked that I could destroy a building with a grenade and multiple bombs, but I couldn't bullet it. It was just weird to him. And once these got pointed out, you had a very excited EA. Yeah, look at Battlefield 1 and tell us how historically accurate it is. And they were like, oh, it's we got vehicles and some guns, it's right? Mostly, yeah. You know. It's just, just some stuff in there. And then when the guy asked, where's the trench warfare? Well, that was where I was going. And they were like, what? He goes, that was like World War One. That's that's where it was. That yeah. was bayonet, trench to trench, night fighting, right. terror around every corner, and we, innovation of the troops. We talked about... Not having enough to mount a fight. We talked about the Battle of Verdun on one of our previous oh, yeah. podcasts. And how, like, this battle went on for months, like, the better part of a year. And it was just hundreds of thousands of men dying in trench warfare. And, like, to me, the one thing where I, like, I was really excited, and I don't know if that makes me morbid or not, but I was like, World War One, Cool. Trench warfare. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Right. Thing to go through. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not really. I mean, there's some trenches you run through them to get to the other place, but (laughs) they slow you down. Right. And and that's the multiplayer you're looking for. At least I was like multiplayer seemed to be the thing. If you're going to have like 64 people on the screen at once, you could have some trench warfare. Also not enough maggots in the game. Not fair. So you're saying but, that, that Castle Wolfenstein, right, is better trench warfare than one, that one map board? Yeah, it might be. The, the first player uh, version of it I haven't played yet. I'm told it does get into trench warfare somewhat. Oh, I'm talking about the old one, like the 90s. Oh, not early thousands. Remember, not like, Wolfenstein. Like when, they, when they charge the beach, right, and they actually have like the trenches. And, yes, like, yes, just, yes, yes. Like, that was legit. I will tell you in multiplayer they did do right when you have the pillboxes where they have big guns and artillery shooting out of it, and all you have is a door with a slight window on the side. I had... Like mm-hmm. at least a good three hours of fun, dude. Fending off a team of eight because they do it in squads. So it was like me, uh, Jeff, and uh, 
Brandon Winters, and we were just in this room shitting bricks because they kept running down this hallway and we were ricocheting rounds and just shooting out of this hole and they couldn't figure out what we were doing and then someone came with a flamethrower and just <laughs> lit the whole room up and lucky i was a medic and had my morphine syringe to wake everybody up yeah i mean at the end that of the day it's me how that works game. but that's how it works you, <laughs> and it's, it's a multiplayer video game it's meant for you know quick gameplay running and right. gunning so you can't expect like, oh man, I'm I get to lay here on the battlefield while maggots lay eggs in my <laughs> right. wounds. You Let me can skin graft this guy's face <laughs> back on. <laughs> you can. When I tell you this, I I want stricter requirements from from <laughs> I do for multiplayer companies because that's what sells your game. Your people buy your game based right. on the multiplayer, and that's because when I go to a friend's house, we don't want to do single player. Yeah, we all no, want to jump yeah, in the thing. Yeah. That's what's going to get me to do it. If you can't provide that. Right. For some weird reason. And the only reason is you chose not to. And it's nothing to do that you can't, you won't. And you're like, oh, it's not a good investment. I don't think anybody's going to care. Of course, they're going to care about it. You know, the older our generation gets and we're that buying power that's moving towards, that's, that's what we want. We want that realism. I would like a game where if I'm your medic, I have to drag you to a place of safety. That would be fantastic. To heal Incredibly you, difficult, but like fantastic. The demon soul of multiplayer. Yeah, absolutely. Give it to some. Well, because the historian brought this up. And when I was reading the article, I thought about his perspective. He's absolutely right. You could do this. The Dometics have a pistol. And you're behind the line. So they, they can make it to where I can't move, you know, have, have, have a team of assault where they should be on the front line representing the team that's pushing forward or holding down the fort. And as they get wounded, my job is to drag them off the field of combat. And that opens up a whole new avenue if I'm that medic. Because giving me a syringe full of morphine and a bandage to throw down the battlefield, but I get a machine gun on top of it. It's not really a medic. That, it's just that, sort of that a kind reason of to baffled the shit out of me too. I was always like, "Why does the medic class have a machine gun? Because he should just have like a red cross on his arm, <laughs> right. and he should have a bag, and his job should be to scour the <laughs> battlefield for scissors. That's for scissors. what his job should be. <laughs> right, right. He Do should something. be shooting at anybody. Well, as funny as it is, as limiting in power, you're not going to be getting the top kills in the match, but it's going to make a difference. Right, because at that back. point, it doesn't matter. Like, you have to make that distinction that if you're going to play a realistic war game, which is kind of a morbid prospect anyways, but if you're going to play a realistic war game, you should obey the concept of what that war is. And the medic doesn't fire a gun. You know, the target audience. Right. Well, they want little kids to buy these games, and nobody wants to be looking for that's, scissors. That's fair. Or, or like a mini game, that, yeah. a mini game that's I used forgot to, my scissors. to <laughs> like right, right. some skin right. together. You you telling the other shoulders uh, soldiers to shut up while you like <laughs> stab him with serrets <laughs> of, of morphine, and you you spray powder all over his and it's wound. A, and it's a bit of a myth too. Kids are nothing if not educatable. I mean, they want to learn. So if they're playing a game that looks fun, they're having fun shooting people, and they learn they got to do something complex, they don't know that they shouldn't like that. It's just they like it, they're going to like it. Unfortunately, they're, the companies have got away with doing less. Well, the question is, too, is like during those test groups, right, do they have the kids play it once? And then assess be like, it was too hard, right? But you know, it's right. maybe yes, that's you know that same kid, you know, three weeks later, and they're like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I like stitching together his guts. Like, I really feel like I'm really helping. Right? You know, who knows what they're gonna say like three weeks later? You got like three thousand points for applying pressure to a wound. Uh, I won that game. <laughs> I'm top ranked in the world, son. I put those guts back in. All right. So quick, we're just gonna jump down to Watch Dogs Two. Um, who knows about Watch Dogs 1? I watched you play it. Okay. <laughs> who's, who's played Assassin's Creed? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my hands raised. First. Everybody yeah. but Pam, you know what Assassin's Creed I, is? I wa- yeah, I watch him play video games. Okay, okay. Then who's <laughs> played Grand Theft Auto? Oh, yes. Everybody know about Grand Theft Auto. So Grand Theft Auto with Assassin's Creed, you now have what Watch Dogs 1 was, except you're a hacker. But you so, hack with your phone. Oh, is that the one where? You, yeah. All right. Okay. I, I assume this. I assume this game is pulling a uh, Last Starfighter, right? And this is actually like an FBI training mechanism, right? To say like <laughs> who future like FBI and CIA agents could be. Like, how well are you like, good at snooping? And like, I would if it didn't play just like Assassin's Creed because Ubisoft makes it as well. Huh. And they take all elements of you having any detective skill out of it because you get a waypoint. Right. You get flashing and, and signals, everything. and you get a phone that allows you to hack. Like things, so it's very you. accurate. It's like it's like being an FBI agent. It's yeah. like being yeah. <laughs> agent. Go here yeah. to find like out where NSA the agent, murderer is. I'm yes. the right acronym. So NSA yeah. agent. Fascinating. Yes. Well, here's the thing. So why why I bring up Assassin's Creed? Because I was very frustrated to learn how the most recent Assassin's Creed did. They were like DLC Jack the Ripper. So if you know anything about Assassin's Creed, and you didn't weren't really fascinated about running around London, mm-hmm. you know, solving crime, uh, what you could do is you can go after Jack the Ripper. Then, but you can't fight Jack the Ripper unless you get the game. Like, they made the DLC more important than the game release itself. Yeah. So, Watch Dogs 2 says you can go after the Zodiac Killer. Oh, nice. Pre-order now, and you can get the Zodiac. Yeah. As the say is that you will not be able to get him after. The fuck was that? So, I'm going to drop him something. Anyways. Yes, go after an 85-year-old killer. Well, and then the, here's the interesting thing. He's probably dead. dead. It is a progression. So, it goes from one where he was in Chicago, and you learn that, you know, hey, my, my family's safe. I'm now joining DedSec, which was the big hacker group that was going up against uh, corporations and going up against the government. We want freedom of tech and all that stuff. And they were like, okay, cool. Well, now they're after you because you learned all the secrets of DedSec and they want to wipe you out. So you go to San Francisco Bay Area now, which is where it's at, to continue that fight. And I was like, so not really new. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it, to me, it's an official holiday release. When it's not new and you just put a two by it, <laughs> you're officially a Q4 game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, good for them if they made enough money off of the original one. I watched you play it, and it looked it looked like uh, it had a lot of the same problems that uh, the Assassin's Creed games have, which is it's a lot of uh, really redundant missions. Uh, like, go over here and clear this out of this these can't people. Wait to, and, can't wait to follow this 17-year-old kid for right, the next 10 minutes. Right. I, yeah, I, get to, I get to shadow this asshole for a while, and then I have to go over here and I have to beat up a bunch of thugs that control this building. And My then, favorite was driving top speed, and if I time it just right, I can pull up these three metal pillars that's dead stop traffic. At top speed, it won't kill me. <laughs> like my boy, my phone's out the window and I hit it. Oh man, I screwed it up. You slam into it and you and the cops are like, oh, we bumper it. Oh, we're done. We're still going after you. And I was like, this game's supposed to be a realistic interpretation of our... I use realistic a lot in games because that's what they use. Like right. if you notice marketing for video games specifically, go over the top, even lie. You know, mm-hmm. uh, case in point, they, they said that uh, the new Skyrim, they had new quests and what they meant was mods. Yeah, they, there are new quests that you can do because some mods include quests. <laughs> so it's they a bit, uh, it that way. Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, they're not lying. It, it's, they they're are. not lying. It's it's definitely it's a it's a language thing. It's the way that they presented it. Like, right. It's marketing. Don't yeah. fall for that. It's bullshit. Right. They teach retailers how to sell. It's lying. You're lying to them. I am not being straight with you of what is here. I have to manipulate it. 
Honey, I didn't cheat on you. What I was doing is I was just showing you what could happen if we weren't together. <laughs> I was engaging in some post-marital interaction. So. instructional. It was for us. <laughs> I, uh, she lost her contact lens, and I uh, thought it was in my pants. Right. So I was so wrong. I made her get a really close look. Uh, so, and then finally, we have a quick synopsis. Uh, what I'm going to enjoy talking about later on uh, is the, the first season. And 2017 is going to have uh, Agony, which I will destroy your ears with the amount of knowledge I know about that game. Because uh, it's the game of my entire life. I have waited for this game, which is Agony. Now be careful, because that's setting up a fail, Bob. It's, it's not. Break your heart. <laughs> it's not. If, if I, if I, I Trust me, I've investigated it is not going to fail me. Was it No Man's Sky? Is that the one that bombed yes. horribly? Like, oh, like, yeah. yeah. Did you just compare Agony to No Man's Sky? Are you seriously trying to compete, bro? I, mean, I can't even believe you bring that up. I don't you, actually I know. Didn't, and you and you made that comparison. I think I think you're getting defensive. I think you're trying to reinforce this response. I'm not reinforcing. That game was crap from the Gitmo. You could hear about from it from the Gitmo. From Gitmo, it was just it was horrible. Sorrow. It was just horrible. Somebody closed that even. game. It's the fucking Gitmo. It's terrible. No Man's Sky. But what was the tagline? Infinite exploration of space and stars. And multiplayer, probably. Oh, that sounds great. Me and my buddy can learn what helium looks like it's, in space yeah, in different colors. It's, it's bad. It, I've, I've become quite paranoid in, in my old age as well. When a, when a new game is set to release and it looks amazing, I'm like, oh, that's, there's a likelihood it's not going to be uh, because that's what the record is now. The track record is really well. And I, I don't know anything about the game that you're talking about. I've never even heard of it. Oh, about Agony? Yeah. But uh, every like major release that's why i was like skyrim this is something i know i'm comfortable with that yeah i already know it's a good game just just give it to me so what agony does is agony says that uh you're you're a person who wakes up in hell let's we'll put it that what's way. the format of the game by the you're way? damn you're a damn creature who wakes up in hell and the format's third person that's what has that okay and uh your job is to figure out how to get out mm -hmm. naturally because you're in hell and where you're at is a tortured landscape that's just right out of if you've played game dante's inferno you can tell heavily influenced this game's creation and I'm talking about the video game as well as the original book uh, that was made for it. And what's cool about it is the landscape that you have to you have to explore it to get out. It could eat you. Like they show in all their videos, like walking through an actual enlarged uh, monster's intestine, and you don't know why you're there. And there are creatures scrambling all over the place, doing very what looks like you, you don't know what they're doing. They could be dangerous, could not. You only know you have one ability, and that that ability is you can possess certain weak-willed creatures to be able to use their function to help you progress forward. So there's an exploration element, mm -hmm. as well as you know the puzzle element to it. Mm -hmm. And what I very much enjoy about the game is the fact that throughout it all, you have to learn about the lore and what you're doing to progress further in the game. And so before you would have a game like Dante's, which would have been interesting. It was interesting. I enjoyed it. I played. I own it. Uh, but the fact is, is that it was basically you're a crusader. You're in hell. Kill everything and get out. It's kind of mindless. You so it, it felt like Castlevania, but it was cool. You're in hell and that was great. But if you play Diablo like we talked about, you kind of got an idea of what it is a little like bit against that anyway. The way you're describing it, that's no, not no. agony, no, not agony. Uh, that's why you have to watch the video. Like I said, mm. um, there's a lot of uh, investigative work you got to do on your own, and I didn't rely on that. So it looked good, and that caught me. Uh, but the other aspect was, you know, the sound. I'm big on soundtrack, and so are they. For instance, they had a video short where walking through. I don't know what it's like to actually walk an intestine, but the sound that I think they nail it as to what it would sound like. You just felt gross and just, it was engrossing. It was a good thing to see and witness as a trailer. And then I was like, eh, 
because I'm not an idiot. I've been doing this for a long time now. I was like, what do people think about it and have play tested it? And then you look at what they did at E3. And they had a small off-the-way booth they described, and this game was just sort of there. They're there like, would you like to play it? Cool. And they couldn't stop raving about it. And if anything I know about E3 is that usually they're pretty cut into the quick when it comes about it. If a game sucks, they're going to let you know out the gate at E3. Or if it, if it relates to a game, they'll let you know. And what they said was they played it multiple times because they wanted to know what, what was the story with you being where you're at. And who's this girl, this hellish demon that comes around trying to find you to kill you? Because she rotates through the board almost continually. And they don't understand why that's going on either. And it just drew you in. They're not like, here's everything about the game, and this is why you should pre-order. It was like, uh, what do you think of this? And it's there I, I invite uh, you to. I've, I post on my Facebook. You can find it online. Uh, there, It's going to be a phenomenal game. I appreciate your optimism. I it's genuinely cool. appreciate it. I mean, it's just to see how well it sells, right? Kind of like the trend, because like you said, they didn't market it in a certain way. And, and companies have shot away from mystery. It's kind of like movie trailers, right? Movie trailers aren't mysterious. Here's like, here's the plot arc, right? Here's, here's everything that's going to occur up to potentially even the resolution, just so you know exactly what you're getting. Right. Yeah, I mean, so it's tough to sell mystery. It's tough to sell the unknown. True. I think uh, something similar to that is going to be like Rogue One was another one I couldn't find much on. It's supposed to be the plot. What is it? They steal the they steal the plans for the Death Star. That's so the excited. that's so the excited. that's the base plot of the film. Yeah, yeah. It, but, yeah it's but it, looking at it like there are Star Wars like fans. I, I thought I knew like Star Wars fans, right? My fr- I thought that my friends were all yeah, they're you know give or take mostly like pretty big Star Wars fans. Like people where I work though, it's like indelibly inked life on their body like Yesterday, on the census when they ask religion they're like jedi yeah, yeah jedi so i'm <laughs> i walked from one end of the store yesterday into the other sort of in a transition going to drop something off and as i walked past i heard a guy quote the specific time th- that it was between now and when rogue one comes out to the second and i don't know why he was even saying it he wasn't saying it to me. It was just a casual conversation <laughs> thing as I walked past. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're on right. We're on we're on a whole other level of Star Wars fandom here. But uh yeah, I don't know the story behind it. It's just like, oh yeah. Was... The fascinating part for me is that it's that the movie's premise is like a single line from the first Star Wars, from a new hope. Like some people's lives you know you know were spent to get this very vital information. Boom, that's Rogue One. So, and here's why I am so pumped out of my mind for two reasons. One, um, Disney's like, we don't like this. And I was like, <laughs> yes, queen, right? At that point, it's like, maybe because it's too dark, right? They can't sell it to kids. And I was like, so this, for me, that gave me hope. Who, who knows if that's what actually why Disney didn't like it, right? Why the execs kind of uh, were, were scared. But two, because it's a one-off. They don't need any continuity. They can kill all these assholes, right? right. So I don't know who's going to die, right? So for me, it's like a genuine, like, kind of suicide mission-esque right. film, which I love. I love that genre, like the genre of, like, you know, we're going in with this mission. We don't know who's going to come back out. Yeah, I, I like the trailer, and uh, I, I would say I'm more excited about this movie than I've been about other Star Wars films because I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but it looks dark, it and looks there's dark a really crazy grating sound in it. And I was like, oh, that looks... Oh, well, I don't know what's going on here, but I, I should probably see that. So I think it's safe to say you guys feel about this movie as I feel about Agony. Oh, correct. I'm, I'm probably hiding myself. I'm that's be what, so disappointed. I'm that's be so I, disappointed. When except I you got Disney back in no, it. I haven't known them that made eggs. I, they don't I, make uh, bad things. I am looking forward to it, but I'm, I, I am as hyped as I can get for Star Wars, which is to say I'm this hyped right here. I'm, I'm about like, oh, yeah, I, I definitely want to see that movie. I'm troubled that you... 
Here's the only reason I'm liking Rogue One. Uh-huh. Donnie Yen and Mads Mikkelsen are in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks good. And Alan Tudyk. Uh, I don't know Alan Tudyk. Yes, you do. You know so many things he's done. He's a guy that's like in every Joss Whedon thing. Um, he's the redhead. Um, he was um, he was in Dale versus Evil. Um, uh, the redheaded guy. So help me out. What else has he been? He's been in like everything. He was the What's gay former again? FBI agent from the Transformers movie. What's this guy's name? Alan Tudyk. Um, he no. was in Dollhouse. He was in. Um, this guy's been in everything. I do. I do know him from Dale and T- Tucker and Dale's. Yeah, yeah, there's the chubby guy, do know. and yep. then there's the red. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yep. I mean, like, okay. yes, yes, yes. Okay. If you're listening, Google right, and you're like, oh, that guy, that guy's in yeah. tons that of guy. stuff. So okay. he's doing, yeah. he's doing the voice of a of a he was psychotic also in Transformers. He was, yeah, he was. He did a hilarious job. It was one of the best parts of that movie. Um, he's playing this psychotic imperial droid that's been kind of reprogrammed. It's been kind of so. You remember in Nice Little Public that kind of droid that was evil that teamed yeah, up with you? Yes, Firefly. it's the Hunter Killer droid. Basically, that was... they, they've, they've kind of translated that character to this film, and he's voicing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The the game that I'm looking forward to in 2017 is uh, a Rockstar game. This should surprise no one. The game that I'm hyped about, probably to match your level of hype for the other game that you were talking about, is Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm-hmm. That's my geekdom lives in Rockstar's James world. Marsden. It, it, it definitely, with Grand Theft Auto, there's been three gaming systems I've bought so that I could have a Grand Theft Auto game. Mm-hmm. And by extension, I like cowboys and Indians and Westerns. Yeah. And yeah. I like to steal Ditto. horses and shoot people. So there you <laughs> go. Steal horses and shoot uh, people. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption, the original one, was fucking amazing and going back to the multiplayer games. right we want to watch yep. multiplayer um but the potential of the first red dead's multiplayer was amazing like i had fun doing nothing for no reason like i gotta i gotta find some bear skin right because it's on my right. checklist right, right. you can do it with the people and there's not people like you know people decide to like, right. rob a town it was great well and if you look at what what happened with grand theft auto 5's uh multiplayer like it it was huge and they yep. never charged a dime for it yep. they you know you could you could buy stuff you could pay real money <laughs> conversely i'm telling you man they gotta do something about the speed of of loading and, def- and they gotta have oh, they need to hire sure. technical people for sure. That's what they, they got all the creativity in the world, I but they need the technical people. For and no one paid for it. And it's I can get what I pay for, but they need to charge then. Like if they wanted two bucks a month sure. and that yeah, would have yeah. fixed, sure I'll give it to you. Yeah, whatever yeah. you need to make that infrastructure work. But I hated waiting five I, minutes to I sync with my friends. That to get that really, the the big issue is that the the games have to be made for the technology that people are buying them on, right? And because of that, like I'm sure if we played Grand Theft Auto online on a PC, it'd probably be ten times faster. But that's because we're working on PCs. Mm. Whether or not that's the case, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I really don't think it is because I think Grand Theft Auto was made from the same hand. Like the, those games, you can't say right. that they took only one year to make it. Well, in our our complaints me, aside, like they were big. That, that's no, all I'm that, saying. That's what I'm saying, though. But like, because of the size, they had to work on them in sections. So I don't imagine, like, if if you imagine Grand Theft Auto Four being done, and they were right. like, "We're going to do a five. Right. Well, then, all right, this team get started on that now. Right. Like, we haven't even released four yet, but get started on five right now. Right. And so they're programming it for the tech that's out then. Right. By the time you hit the midpoint of finishing that game, we're now four years ahead of what you're programming. That's true. Right. Yeah. It's probably and what, so I I, I get that the tech was designed for, but a tech team. Their sole job is to make it to where, okay, this has to work and communicate well in here. Yeah. And I know they can do that. 
So let me put it this way. I have high hopes that they can do that. Right. That, well, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking forward. Because like, I think hopefully. they're way better than Ubisoft. Yeah. Hopefully that, because I feel like Rockstar is the opposite of most gaming companies where they're like, all right, we're making a multiplayer game. Uh, let's get some secondary assholes to make uh, the, the, right. the, the one player uh, campaign. And Rockstar is different where they're like, we're making a solid one player game. Right. And then... Uh, we'll get like five or six people to do the the online stuff, and we'll just kind of like worry about it as it happens. Because yeah. even when the game was originally released on 360, it didn't. The multiplayer wasn't even available yet, so that that part right. wasn't even done. So, and it was like a month before it came out. But insofar as they're like, look, we realize this is not a polished thing yet, so we're not going to charge you. We're but not going to charge you. you for the game. It was fun, right. and I'm with you on that bus, yeah. and that being my only complaint is actually a, a, a big head nod, because I am right. a shrewd critic right. when it comes to video games I play. Well, my, my hope, the, in the, the long fucking travel I was trying to get there, but uh, my hope is that they've seen, like, okay, this is the popularity of what we did with our unpolished, unfinished multiplayer experience. Let's learn from all that and make sure that that is done, because the game's probably already done. Right. But let's learn from that, make sure that we have this better experience because as popular as that was, this could be ten times more popular. You know, everybody wants to ride around with their posse. Did I ever tell any of you guys the story of when I bought the expansion of the DLC when you had to buy the extra disc for the original Red Dead? Did I tell you what mm. happened to my no. So I bought it, right? It's undead nightmare, right? So turn everything into zombies, right? Give it kind of like, you know, a, an undead theme. So I bought it, right? Installed the disc. Apparently something went crucially wrong. When I installed it, right, it actually corrupted my game on some level. So every female character was the prostitute, uh, <laughs> like like person, like like so your wife in the very beginning, right? Any woman passing by, right? lawsuit DLC, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that's weird. So whatever. So it gets to the point, right, at the beginning of this DLC, uh, your wife gets bitten. Well, the corruption didn't end with that, you know, that shift. Whenever someone became a zombie in my version, they turned into a cougar, like one of the mountain lions. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. This is crazy. Like, they turned like a greenish mountain lion. I'm, I'm not even lying. Did they, move as, did they move as slow as zombies, or was it just like, like that's even no, creepier. No, no, they were no, slow-moving cougars. Well, here's right? the problem, right? Like, the first scene where you actually do anything is your wife turns into a zombie and is like walking away like a zombie. You have to lasso her, right? Well, because she's a, a fucking mountain lion now, I'm like running. running to <laughs> Ham, I, I see like you laughing, to, but I I, I was in Arkansas for a good chunk of my life, and when when a relative or loved one, and particularly your <laughs> wife, turns into a zombie, you have to lasso her. Yeah, like I had no problem with that, right? Of course you're gonna lasso them, but because it's a cougar, I'm now trying to like not only run after this mountain lion, but like trying to like wave like just lasso in the air, and I'm like throwing. Of course, I'm missing because you gotta make lion. her feel safe. I couldn't I couldn't progress. Like I literally was trapped forever in this part of the thing. It was crazy. Wow. That's nuts. And unfortunately, the PS3, so I couldn't record it, right? It didn't have the DVR function, function built in. Otherwise, it was amazing. It was just... Did, I, is, is it sad that I would love to play your version of the game? I, I mean, I still can. I mean, like, I left it on there. <laughs> like, like, Cougar Zombies? I mean, that's so good. I, I could have I very well have, like, reset it and, like, you know, re, re-downloaded it. I did not. It's either I, that or they're matron of the Kardashian family chasing, chasing everybody everywhere. One of I the would two. see that game in the theaters. Where anyone bitten gets Amen. turned into a cougar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good fucking move. They're like, is she a zombie? No. They have the feline zombies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the last thing I want to mention, unless you had something else before we Oh, uh, oh I do, because it's pretty huge. 
Okay, so uh, go ahead and uh, talking about Doctor Strange. We we know of Doctor Pam. Do you know uh, who Doctor Strange is? Yes. Yeah, it just came out okay. uh, today, last night, technically. Benedict Cumberbatch, Mads Mikkelsen as well. <laughs> but you can't guess my favorite actor. One of them, mm-hmm. just uh, Bender Snooch Cumberslatch. Yeah, all of them. Everyone I've mentioned actually. I only looked at the four that I liked. That's going to movies. Uh, but did you guys hear about George Takai and the whitewashing? Oh, they're talking yeah, about Doctor yeah, Strange. They, he's they're a, talking about the. He's a valid point. The ancient one, right? Yep. So he had a quote. He says, uh, "Let me get this straight." Uh, he wrote this on Facebook. So let me get this straight. You cast a white actress so you wouldn't hurt sales in Asia. This backpedaling is nearly as cringeworthy as the casting. Marvel must think we're all idiots. Pretty harsh from George Takai, right? Right. Um, how'd you guys feel about that? I yeah. feel like anything I say, you're going to quote the comic books afterward and be like, here's why you're wrong, Derek. No, go ahead. No, seriously, because I, I, I may shock you. I feel like that the I, character originally was a, um, it was a, Asian stereotype to begin with, and I think it was actually pretty smart on their part to change it. I feel if the character was Asian originally, it should be Asian. I think I think that companies should always. But Derek, it was an Asian oregadisis an Asian. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but, but it that wasn't. Doesn't mean they can't fix it. <laughs> but it can right. fix what's broken. But they should stay true to their own content. That's what companies need to do. They need to stay true uh, to their own content. Yeah. Okay, I can agree with you on that. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, he was Asian before because it was steeped in Asian lore, Asian mysticism, Asian folklore. Yeah. They were not making fun of and Asian think, culture. And, and, with and the I think literally the original going back to that, it was Oriental mysticism, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which Orientals was were made up by white people, right? Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, but the the fact that Jurassicai is getting at is even regionally speaking, and it's a comic book. I don't know why anyone's refer. For instance, my favorite problem with Luke Cage. Was like so. I'm gonna let me get this straight. Of all the black people that could have been made like Luke Cage, you took the tallest, hottest, most built guy ever. Is the one that gets it. Well, that's because all comic books do that. It's a trope. Yeah, they they all have version. So I'm not about the shit in the ancient ones portrayal as being Oriental anymore than I would that a white guy named Iron Fist is running around ninja kicking everything. That's uh, that's that's an interesting perspective. That is definitely a, a point. I will I will uh, I'll allow it. So to to allow that forward, uh, Takai actually. Sorry. Uh, that's the Vatican. Um, we Vatican. let that go. Um, <laughs> like so to add that, add that further, I'll finish George's comment. We'll get the other comments because the second comment, I think, kind of nails on the head because I feel this more. It says, uh, they cast Tilda because they believe white audiences want to see white faces. Audiences, too, should be aware of how dumb and out of touch the studios think we are. Now, it's important to note, that's his take on what studios believe, and I agree with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes back to what you said before, right? They want the safe choice, right? They want yeah. to think that yeah. people will, will know that it's not safe. It's not going to rock any boats. To be like, I don't know situation. why they feel like that. Because uh, here's the thing: I actually got to meet a couple of like studio executive people. Right? They are not smart people. Right? <laughs> okay. Well, right. Say but, no but, more. But, but the rich people, <laughs> right? The right. rich people who are not very smart who want to stay rich. So, right. so they literally don't know what they can't assess a real risk. Right. Hmm. What what they do is what's safe to them. Oh, well, it's yeah. the same thing it's that we not, were talking about video games. Yeah. Yeah, it's, their job is to make money, not art. Right? It doesn't That's the make job. sense. Like, you're either a city person, a suburb person, or like a country person. But I don't think I've ever talked to anybody that's like, oh, yeah, I don't go to the city because there's people that aren't white there. And that really rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. I've been to Texas. So there uh, actually are some of those people. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> also uh, you know, maybe you lived a much more sheltered life uh, in, in the liberal crux of elmhurst um there is no go liberal about, crux about, of elmhurst. I, I was being completely sarcastic <laughs> I, I was totally joking um go to like a little bit more of a um 
less affluent area, mm. maybe about 15 or 20 miles south. And uh, yeah, I grew up with people uh, like that, no problem. But who were like, that's... I, that's where all the, we used sure. the word earlier, that's where all they live. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I go. Can, <laughs> I can, I, that's not the majority of consumers, though. No. You know, if we made everything for the people in the fucking Bible Belt, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Like, <laughs> but Jared, Jesus Christ, yes, that's the primary Christ product. Is. I got the disclaimer here. Boom. But Derek, you know, I can help you out. Media hits the table. I can help you out. Did you watch those Little Wayne interviews I posted? You want to know what? I, I saw the very first one that was from some months ago, and I, and I know there's a new one, and I went straight to what's his response, you know, because I kind of know how he talks in interviews. He gets flustered. And his response was that they asked him a question that really pissed him off, and he said, I wasn't even there mentally for the rest of the interview. And, and to me, that's a, that's a cop-out, because naturally, when you sit behind a computer keyboard, when you're on the internet, you have all the time in the world to respond how you want to respond. Was it a digital interview? Which, no, it wasn't, but I'm pointing this out, because okay. that's the same excuse people use online, right? They were like, you know, someone says a comment, I responded too soon, that I didn't really research my point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I would talk differently... If, if I had some time to think about it. Well, anyone would say the perfect answer if they had time to think about it. That's the point of sure, having a normal it, conversation. But to the point of this, but to the point of this, I point out the fact that Little Wayne has a very sheltered life. It's true. Just like yeah. anybody at his yeah, level of money. Money is sheltered. And he's mm-hmm. completely sheltered. But I will say this. His points were not wrong. His points were he doesn't see racism. He doesn't, period because of a life experience he had when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. He doesn't ever look at a problem as race first, problem second. It's, I got this problem, and he doesn't really care what color the skin the people involved are. And to me, that's why I, Little Wayne literally went to the top. He wasn't in, I like Little Wayne's music, but I was kind of like, man, this guy doesn't really, he doesn't really connect with me. You gotta connect with me to be in my top. That connected with me, that I got, because he speaks like an artist. He spoke from his heart. He didn't try to make it smart. And defending it afterward, that was what he was put up to. Because it definitely seemed like he didn't need any defense. And then the second half of it was, when I asked him, how does he feel attached to Black Life Matters? I remember saying the moment. I know, Nate, you were there. It was your brother. He was here in this house. And, you know, he'd been drinking a little bit. Drinking was involved. And they started talking about Black Life Matters. And I was insulted. I was like, this is what am I, stupid? What are we, idiots? Black lives have always mattered. It didn't, it didn't matter. Just didn't, why does it have to be called that? What's the point of it? Someone's family got shot. That should be the focus. Why are we all of a sudden saying it's a black thing or it's a white thing? It doesn't make any sense. Little Wayne said the same thing, except he's being burned by it. He's literally like, oh, you should be attached. He goes, I am not attached to a damn thing that ain't got nothing to do with me. He says, I'm a, what is it? I'm a rich black motherfucker in America. I matter. I know I matter. You know I matter. Look how much money I make. There's a white man filming me now. That's how I know I matter. And when you add all that stuff together and how passionate he got about it, it said one thing. He's upset that this reporter, that the person doing the interview, that this whole shebang is caring more about his opinion than the family's involvement in what's going on. Maybe right. maybe give him a little credit. Oh, nah. Read more on him. Nah, it's not giving him credit. That's straight up. It's like it's, it's up and down. It's just shut down. Like he's detached from it. He don't want to be even connected to it. Well, because it's also easier to be that privileged, though. Is it privileged? Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Sure. When we're all about, like, here's why I'm upset about World Series. Do we know the big event in the world that was going on that's actually a historical tragedy that was going on while everybody was up in arms about the Cubs winning? The DAPL. Say it again, Derek. What is that? The pipeline, uh, Dakota Access. And what was yeah. going on there? 
uh, let's see, lots of abuses, violence, of the civil rights of Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it was easier to focus on the World Series than it was to even not ahead towards that. You couldn't even get a conversation started about it. With you. I've been trying to get people. Right. Yeah, I'm going to say faith. Right. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I've disagree been, with you at right. all. So it's easy to care about just the Cubs right now. Now, here's the thing, though, right? It's easier to because people also have investments in, right? They have personal investments. Sure. People, family, right? They live in the city, so they have a lot of things that makes it easier. Right? Same people people care about weird things on Facebook, right? The stupid stuff on Facebook. That's what they post about because it's easy, right? They're not connected to it, and the privilege allows them to not have to deal with other serious shit. Right? There's privilege at every point, right? You can be disadvantaged and be in a shitty position, but still have some type of privilege. Sure. Right? And so whether it's because you have good friends, right? You may not have a lot of money, but someone that may have good friends that privileges them, right? Interpersonally, they can rely on people right, to do things for them. And so he just ha- – now, he's the thing, right? He may care about them, but he gets to be neutral because he's not invested. Right. Or, you know, it's one of those things where – and I thought about that down the road, too. Am I going to hold him responsible to suddenly go poor trying to help everybody out involved in it? Because it's the only power he would have is to throw money at it. But at the same time, you're one dude. You, how do you fix an opinion that's attached to a nation? Right. Sure. Uh, and right. I, I, I also, that's easier, right? I mean, like it's tough. Yeah. Why take, why take all this on when I can just deal with these individual situations, but you see how they're pitching them now though. Right. Well, I, I feel, I feel too, that you have to make the distinction is an artist, someone you want to go to, to take a political stand, do we demand right. that well, artists do that? Yeah, I mean that's one other issue, right? Do you do you have to like an artist to right. buy their stuff? Because there's well said. there is so much shit in my life that I enjoy surrounding myself with because of what it does artistically that I don't agree with politically at all. Like I'm a big fan of black metal, and black metal is by by and large it's made by vile fucking people who do vile shit. Well, and Nick's gonna earn a living. All. Right. And, and, but, but I, I would not, I would not go to these people and go, Hey, what's your opinion on the current political state in this country? And then go, Yeah, I agree with you. I don't want to know what their opinion is. I don't care. Right. I'm interested in their art and what that art does for me on an emotional level. Yeah. And I personally, too, I mean, I, I think art transcends. I don't mean to cut you off, Ken. No. But, but art, I think, can transcend an artist. Right, and give something else. Like, for example, like Ender's Game is one of my favorite books of all time. Right. <laughs> if anybody's not familiar, Orson Scott Card, the guy that wrote it, really against gay people. Right. Yeah, He's a Mormon, right? Homophobic. Donated a lot of personal money to Prop 8 in California, right? To shoot it down, right? To prevent legalized gay marriage. Right. Also, by the way, side note, a lot of his books involve very homoerotic scenes. Uh, End of side note. Gay Mormon space I'm not, I'm not even joking, man. There's a lot of like yeah. dude on that will also be in the Watchtower. Is that what's going on? <laughs> a different different tower. A different tower. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, there's a garden. It's in Utah. Yeah, it's, it's a different. Yeah. <laughs> the new so, Rainbow so Bridge. Like, I can't stand the dude. Right. Right. I think his books actually argue against a lot of his own personal ideology. Right. right. I think his book is great. I think I think it's inspiring. It changes the way I think about learning. Um, and so I will still, you know, read the book. I still bought it, even though the guy's a you know piece of hot trash. Yeah, um, and I, I feel like personally, it's it's your choice. If you go, you know what? I want the artist who's providing me with some some level of enrichment. I want them to have the same political ideology or the same stances on things. Okay, if that's what fulfills you, great. But it doesn't need to be like I'm not gonna like. Uh, Lil Wayne's music any more or any less based on that. I might think he's a jagoff, but at the same time, I might go, okay, well, you're a jagoff, but I really dig your rap. So, you know, it's up to you to make that distinction, but I don't think that they have to be exclusive. I don't think that you have to go, I will only listen to people that agree with my left-wing perspective. Well, here's 
something that I was taught. Um, my dad, the hardcore Republican conservative, um, <laughs> taught me growing up, you vote with your money. And you, you know, if, if you buy something, then that is, you know, telling people you support that. So it's one thing if you just like, okay, I don't agree with their opinion, but I'll still buy their stuff because it's their right to say that. But then it's another thing to say, well, I know that my money is going like Chick-fil-A, that whole thing with Chick-fil-A. You know your money is going towards, you know, homophobic. um, I hate using this term, but homophobic non-for-profits. Pam, Pam, if I tell you I still wear cotton shirts and underwear, it doesn't... (laughs) Doesn't right. I don't care what yeah. the historical I, I origin is. Hey, it has like, a shoddy history while is all you I'm may, saying. While you may and, be you may be like inadvertently participating in like a pro, like really conservative agenda, they also make super awesome chicken yes, sandwiches. Exactly. I love their chicken so sandwiches. Good. I haven't gotten them in a long time. I will only eat them if someone buys them for me. Um, uh, <laughs> so Pam, that is an offer for anybody who wants to buy I, me a chicken I, sandwich. I will eat them proudly. I, um, I like chicken <laughs> Chick Fil A. Bob is proud you know, of Chick Fil A. I will eat Chick Fil A. You can take that. You know, you can. Right. You put your money where you feel I, like putting your money. It's here's, not. Here's here's what where I I do to a certain extent I agree with you, but I also disagree with you because yes, a lot of things can be political. If you choose to make your life about that, that your life is about sort of fulfilling your own agenda then yes i agree with you but it's not for everyone right and for some of us it's it's a matter of prioritizing uh mel gibson is a piece of shit he's an anti-semite um but i he he is oh he's not he's not he is he's not he's done interviews talking about what he did and what he meant and everything else and it's (laughs) okay well some may there's also also the video of him saying those things right drunk three sheets to the wind let me me articulate this there's also the part where he's a super racist talking of talking to his excellent all i gotta say is raise your hand if you've sat with mel gibson and talked to him i have not i rest my case we're we're done with that get off get off get off the rigs Mel Not Gibson, Mel Gi- God damn it! I was making a fucking point about the fact <laughs> that I don't care because I still like Lethal Weapon movies. Okay, it's, at, the, at the end of the day, like yes, he may be a piece of shit. He may be an anti-Semite, possibly. I'm just gonna underline me. He was a piece of shit. Though. Just underlining me. Probably he was a piece of shit then too, and just it wasn't vocally known. Well, I mean, either way, yeah. his personal beliefs and his personal ideology and mine. They don't mix, but that doesn't mean that I can't enjoy what he's done. Right. You know, I'm not going to stop watching Mad Max. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. But I don't necessarily agree with him. The uh, most mainstream example that pops into my head is Chris Brown, you know, beating the shit out of Rihanna. It's amazing that he still has a career. Yeah. I will not listen to him. Now, Now, that's different. We're talking about whether we like artists based on politics. And I think it's different in that this would be whether we like an artist based on laws they broke, you know. And yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't jump in that arena either. I would say that if it's a case like Chris Brown, no, I, I don't feel comfortable giving them my money uh, morally or from any financial standpoint. Um, period. You Chris know? Brown, and if somebody, Michael Vick. If somebody I loved did something like that, and and not loved, loved, but like an artist I loved, you know, not somebody I actually know. Uh, like Tech Nine, my favorite rapper. I'm really glad that didn't have anything in it. <clears throat> Me too. I barely tapped it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Obviously, I feel passion. 
like if Tech Knight beat up as a white, you know, even though he's my favorite rapper, I'd have to say that's the last dime, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I spend Legit? Talk to me, but yeah. talk to me through the mic. <laughs> I'm trying. So I I, that still. and and that brings up a very interesting topic, which is does the the dastardly things, the terrible things that an artist has done diminish their contribution to the art if you guys are familiar with africa bambata like he is essentially someone that helped to create hip-hop and uh is now under a bunch of different investigations for apparently years and years and years of sexual assaults same things with with bill cosby bill cosby roman polanski right good example and and that's where you have to make the choice And, and i'm not saying personally i'm not saying you're right or wrong in either direction you can like whoever you want or dislike whoever you want for your own choices. But me personally, I take the art first and then assess the artist. Mm. I may not like, and it draws directly back into Lil Wayne, I may not like what he says, I may like what he says. Here's here's the question I have, though. Yeah. You can like an artist before and not knowing that. Yeah. But isn't the thing that after the artist does something, it diminishes the work he does? Yes. To some to people's me. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm not so, saying I'm not saying right or wrong in that. I'm, because, I'm just saying me personally, I wouldn't. Because to me, I think in order for me to like something, I have to have an emotional attachment to it. Yeah. Right. right. If I like it, there's to be something that inspires something in me, a reason why I like it. Right. And all of a sudden, if I know, so like you, you best believe, if like Chick Fil A, does it chafe me? That that's just, sure does. But I do like the sandwich. But that's not right. art. That's food. Sure. That's kind of right. cheating. Sure. You found you yeah. found food right. in a yes. certain type of way how to do it. <laughs> You know that sort of thing, but if you're telling me that uh, that would I stop listening to hip hop after after you know, Bumbada? Yeah, any CD he made or anything he had direct hands hand him or work in, I absolutely would. I wouldn't and, listen and to I it feel, all. I feel like you're be- totally entitled to that because because I, I think he should be in the poorhouse for it. If that if that that's true, and that's what we did. Then that's that. None of my money because I agree with that statement that your money endorses an artist, yeah. right? It enables them that's to commit to I mean, make more art. Everything's mm-hmm. political, whether you want it to be or not. Right. Right. I, I don't necessarily agree. I think that uh, some choices shouldn't be made with an, an agenda in mind. It's not necessarily making it with an agenda in mind, but how you can... Communicate your displeasure right, how you to can, that artist. Yeah, how, how, you, how it makes you feel. Because mm-hmm. if, if I learn something, like, like Chris Brown, I didn't really like his music before, but let's say I did. And then he beat up Rihanna, and... That music then would make me feel like shit. But that's, then that's, again, that's all I that's think crime, about. Crime, not politics. You can separate crime and politics because politics is my legal view versus someone else's legal view. Oh, well, see, okay? my legal Chris view. Brown beat the shit out of his wife. Right. That's illegal. That's set in stone. Like we have that on they the book. But, a dis- but keep it to a dislike. I mean, we you can be too. Her, your point's still valid. Like you would have listened. To, you might have liked Chris Brown, but after you learned how he is, right? You're not going to. Mm. Right. And if I'm correct, correct if I'm hearing you right, you're saying that your displeasure, the only way you can show him displeasure, because you don't know Chris Brown, he's never going to get an email or a letter you send. He's never going to see it. But he may, if enough people do not buy his next album, you know, after that, he may respond to it. Which may be the only reason why he apologizes ever. Right. Right. Is because he doesn't want those sales to go down. Right. Right. What about the people that do terrible crimes and don't apologize? I want some more respect for them. <laughs> right, there's a little. But, but go, go back, go back to, to Lil Wayne. Like, Lil Wayne, he, he apologized afterwards. Yeah, he came out with um, a formal apology. 
that his people put him to. Oh yeah, for well, sure. You know so what? his brand didn't have a PR guy write it. Let's give him credit for that, right? It's, he can certainly afford a PR but he, he team. Was probably, if he, he was probably urged by a publicist, but they probably knew. He was. I, I'm, I'm cheating because I, I, I read it right off of here before we even started the podcast. It's exactly what happened. Right. Because he also doesn't want to lose people, right? Because right. you, yeah, I, I, would, I would think that the people that work with Lil Wayne as, their, as his publicist team, they're probably like, we know he can't write him anything because he just won't read it. Right, yeah. Right. right. Just, just say you're sorry. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'll do that how I do it. Because they probably went, right. would you like a new Bentley tomorrow? We get out there and right. apologize. Yeah. This could and unfortunately, it's slave to the dollar right. at that point. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't know. I, I, I think that... Uh, the purity of the art? I just don't I, don't... I don't think that there's a right or wrong answer to it. And I feel like if, if you say there is a right or wrong answer to it, that's kind of imposing your personal belief on the but situation. But here's the thing, right? Is that but if our currency, right, rewards those people to do it, mm-hmm. right? We signify both culturally and financially that those things are tolerable. Mm-hmm. And it often goes back to privilege, right? And so yeah. like, so Chick-fil-A, right? Um, right, I'm not, a, I'm not a gay person, right? Uh, and, this is, and again, pre-Civil pre Supreme Court, right? They, this company took that money that people spent on sandwiches and they then gave it to groups to prevent people from legally being able to identify, to get health insurance, to get things that can save people's lives, whether it's their children, whether it's each other. It does, right? They, they spent money to undermine the quality of lives of other human beings. So directly, yes. I am a hypocrite to my own ideal and I could be hated because I'm still eating me a motherfucking Chick-fil-A sandwich. Because you're from a position of privilege, right? <laughs> which, right. Which, 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 which it's is because right. I enjoy chicken sandwich is what it is. Uh, exactly, right? You can, and you can afford it, right? It doesn't affect you, right? And that's, that's everybody. It's every human, right? They, we are okay as long as it doesn't affect us. Now, the moment we have an emotional connection, right? So for you, right, you hear that song and you have an emotional connection, that's going to interrupt that, right? Right, absolutely. Like, um, <clears throat> my biggest uh, pet peeve was Michael Vick. I don't even want to say pet peeve. It was like, it, it's the thing that makes my blood boil um, because he was convicted not of um, torturing dogs and not of animal abuse, but of racketeering. Yeah. That's what he was convicted of. That's what he went to jail for. He comes back. He starts playing his sport again. Fine. Then he gets a multi-million dollar deal with Nike. And well, Nike's, it's like, Nike's terrible anyways. Yeah, I, I it's, you know, don't buy Nike anyways. But, but, they, but they make really comfortable shoes. <laughs> but then it's like, okay, well, now I'm not going to support Nike because they're supporting Michael Vick, and that is everything that... Even, even, even though the ASPCA forgave him? And he listened to the um, The ASPCA um, wanted to put down the dogs. Yeah. I mean, because most, most so of them did, were, the, So the did the Humane Society of the United States. So did PETA. And don't even get me started on PETA. I had a thought. I, mean, <laughs> I had a thought because for you it's Vic, and I really have a dog in a race. <laughs> uh, but uh, I will save the chicken fillet. Um, CEOs come and go. Suit of boards. I am endorsing mm-hmm. the formula, the sandwich to stick around so that I can enjoy it, there and that know. hopefully a non-anti-gay <laughs> group will cycle well, through. Here's the thing, and then hold the title of that company. So uh, once again, you can join me enjoying the chicken I sandwich that I love and enjoy. I don't believe that they're publicly traded. Uh, they're not. They're which is not. why they're, they're, they're a private company. Yeah. yeah. And so, but here's the good news: they waste all that money because now it's legal for everyone. See. High five. Yeah. 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 That's how it is. Second chick That's it. That's what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> and here's the thing, right? Go back, right? Not to make you feel bad about. Like, for example, I still buy clothes that are made, right, in Bangladesh, right? I mean, these are, these right. are fucking sweatshops. Right? I mean, these people and their living conditions, like, you know, there's there's a fire that kills hundreds of people, right, every few months. And like, you know, it's, it's the American fashion, you know, industry. And I try to be courteous, but man, that shirt looks fly. So I'm gonna the buy tr- that shirt. <laughs> and so it's tough for me, right? Because it's tough when you don't have a connection because you have to work for it, you have to build it, right? We are naturally selfish. And so while you be a good consumer. There are limits, right? It's tough for us to continue to expand ourselves. So, it's I mean, I understand. Tough. It's, it's, it's just, expensive to be a, a yeah. good yeah. consumer yeah. as well. It's very classist. It's, a, mean, it's a terrifying yeah. truth and an aspect that in America today, that if you stop to take offense at everything, and you can find offense in damn near everything you right. do, yep. you're going to be paralyzed. You can't move. Right. And you're going to be classified as overly sensitive and, and that's you just, just ostracizing. I, uh, I try really hard to not be offended by anything. You just do what you can when you can that's that's my thing but i respect you for standing up when you're like this is where i lay my hat this this is the line i don't cross yeah because that that to me is respectable you should pick something and that 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 should be worth it to you now is it okay if i just bootleg their music now oh, that yeah. is acceptable. Yeah. Now, see, you stole it from yeah. me. I was literally waiting to the end of the podcast because, yeah. for the record, I listen to some Bob. Okay, but I every one of them is ripped. Everyone, but I buy Rihanna CDs. Right. Okay, right. So that's, that's there's a difference. Work, work, work. She work, can work, get work. rich. Come she can be on, poor, work, wondering work, where work, it work, went. Work, work. <laughs> that's how it is. Don't support African Babata. Just shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Yeah, apparently he's, he's like in hiding now. Funny enough, yeah, he I used to love yeah. pudding. Who? I'm going to leave it there. Seriously. I don't even know who that is. I can't look um, at a pudding white rock. body with, out of my oh, house. Because of... You, I can't. You've heard his sandwich. Really? Like you've heard I'm yeah. literally like, oh, look, if it's you, pudding. If you've and Bill Cosby was involved somehow. You've heard Africa Bobata. You can't have pudding okay. pops There's anymore. like a fat kid tear. There's a fat kid tear I have when I you look, and I'm like, beats? I used to like tapioca uh, he, pudding. He made hip-hop. And I love uh, fudge pudding. Basically. It was so good. Well, maybe you can get like a different brand. Okay. It's not a jello He's one of like He's one of the early creators of hip-hop. Anyways, you have a computer. Go ahead and look it up. We actually have to wrap it up. We're two hours and 40 yeah, minutes. We're, You're going to have fun cutting this we're down. We're way Jesus. late, <laughs> and it's almost eight. We're well, real late, quick, we looked eight. up virtual reality. We're not going to get into it. Uh, PlayStation has one, and there's Oculus Rift, but the Oculus Rift looks nice but sucks. The PlayStation one apparently is very good, but it looks crappy. It's cool. You be the judge. Yeah, it's uh, it's 720p it, visually. it Once you're in it it, it, it doesn't matter. You're in a video game. I do have two cents on virtual reality. Uh, my friends have a viral video that has have... Had about 10 million views online. I was trying to think of the person who let me see, but I was drunk. It was you. That was me. Yes. Yep. It's how we, if you want to look it up on YouTube, it's how we pass time in the hospital waiting room. So it's a good video. If they got 10 million views. They don't need anybody to look it up. So, but yeah. it's hysterical. If they hysterical got, if they got 10 it million views, anybody it's here going to add to them views because we ain't got 10 million shit. Yeah, but they can put it on their website <laughs> and it was cited here. Yeah, yeah, it was and cited. You might yeah. get two more people. This, uh, you know, and, ooh, 10 shameless degrees plug, of... Shameless plug, um, if you want to help their family out, it's gofundme.com slash a prayer for my dad. So Yeah, so go check that out. Yes. Give money. Do do nice things. Don't be yes. a piece of shit like me. Do nice me. things to nice do people. Do nice things. Because I listen to National Socialists and they pretend it's music. But I don't believe it. I don't <laughs> Black metal, man. There's there's a vast undercurrent of right wing national socialism. I don't agree with it. I don't. I'm I'm as left wing as you could be and still be like. But you bootleg it, but, so it's okay. But I enjoy the music. I'm sorry. 
I, I don't agree with them, but you know, bootleg it, and then you're, you don't have to feel guilty. Yeah. Why is National Socialism bad? <laughs> we can't. We we started with Nazis. Let's not end with them. Oh well, Nazis were pretending to be natural national socialists. <laughs> Derek, sure Derek, you can't not. do this. They, they definitely weren't. You can't do this. You put a quarter in a war machine, and we're trying to slow it down. <laughs> next time, next time, next time. We gotta go. The, Anyways, uh, the Bob Kraken, you mean? <laughs> yes, the Bob Kraken. Yes. Bob Thank Kraken. you for listening. Please uh, share, like, subscribe, give it to your friends. Go to the website utilitymuffinlabs.com. Listen to our other podcast. Twenty five years of Vampire the Masquerade and my metal one. The Metal Mortuary. Go do those things. Goodbye. Thank you. It's been great. I love you. And in closing, do remember that every quarter you give to LeVayne Satanist, Nick can eat for one more week. <laughs> Thank you. In the arms of a stranger. Well, then Fido got up off the floor, and he rolled over, and he looked me straight in the eye. And you know what he said? Once upon a time, somebody say to me, this is a dog talking now. What is your conceptual continuity? Well, I told him right then, Fido said. It should be easy to see. The crux of the biscuit is the apostrophe. Well, you know...